Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know where you are, but the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day outside. You're with friends today. Welcome to episode 100 and 160, Steve. Jesus. We crossed another 10. How about that? Jeez. Welcome to 160, everybody. We're happy to be here. 40 more down the road, and we're going to have a big fancy to-do. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but how are you? I am doing one. How are you? I wasn't talking to you, Steve. I was talking oh, to you. Oh, you're talking to the fans. Yeah, I mean, I want to know. We'll get your there. Your fans. Just, you know what? Just fucking cool your jets for a second. I was addressing <laughs> the people out there. You know what I mean? But they can't answer back. So now I'll ask you, Steve, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderfully. Life is good. Fantastic. The weeks are just flying by, though. It's crazy. We're in June. That's nuts. Bro. Like, seriously, I know that's like a stupid conversation thing. Like when people are like, oh, how's the weather? Like we were talking about a few episodes ago. But I'm really having difficulty with the fact that time is flying by so fast now. I don't know if it had anything to do with last year, but it seems like we were here last year just yesterday. You know what I mean? Like I remember what I was doing June of last. I mean, I should. I don't have Alzheimer's or anything like that. (laughs) But but you know what I'm saying? Like it just seems so, so quick. Yes, dude. It's it's pretty wild how fast. I mean, because I remember last year we were in the throes of COVID. We, I mean, certain places are still, but we were in the throes, like cra- talking about it every episode. Like, hey, is everything okay? And da 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 da. And I, it can't. I can't believe it's been a year since. It's crazy. Year and some change. Golly, bro. And I know. At, I know. At our job, people are starting to come back. I didn't think they would do that, man. I thought, you know, they'd probably be like, oh, we can save money this way. Well, some people don't have to, but there's certain departments where I know I've heard a one person, they're like, you guys have to come back. And the employees are like, why? They said, because we can never get a hold of one person. There's one person where they never do the emails and he messed it up for all of you. And man, when they come back, they're going to have his head. Because they're like, yeah, that one guy that doesn't do his work is not doing his work at home. And now all of us have to... Come on back. Doesn't that kind of seem like a BS answer, though? Kinda like, does. because they could just, I mean, think about it. I don't know how many people are in this department or whatever you're talking about, but like, it's just one person. This place where we work, people are trying to get in. Like, yes, crazy amount of people are trying yes. to get into this place. Right. So doesn't it make more sense just to be like, let's cut the fat? Absolutely. No. And it's not even a union position. They could have just said, oh, well, then he has to come into work. But I think it's one of those things where like. They took 30 seconds of a two hour meeting. They're like, what do you want to do about this? And eh, just bring them all back. Done. So what do you want to like, They literally just thought about it. They, skip it. Bring them all back. I don't want to deal with it. It's easier not to deal with it. You guys are now back. Now, this, I know managers, certain days, they're not there. They're just still at home. What's a manager? I haven't seen one of those in like three months. Oh, dude, that's true. At your place, they probably don't walk around a lot, a whole lot at least. Well, one of them used to do the... Uh what is it, a MBWA method where it's like managed by walking around? You know? I love that. I've never heard that before. And uh, he's no longer around that much. I see him every once in a while. He'll come and go, thank you. Thank you very much for all you do. <laughs> is, is, is there a thank reason you. for Steve. that? Hey, Steve. Do you guys wanna, I'm going to look in. Picture me looking you dead in the eye right now, like with a very meaningful look on my face. I'm going to bring my voice down and be like, thank you. Thank you for all that you do. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. Can I go back to work now, please? Can we stop with these false pleasantries? Is is that person not around a lot for a reason? Well, with my shift, they used to be there. That person, he or she, used to be working in the evening. And now, because of like life circumstances, different in addition to the family and whatnot, they're there all the time during the day. So I never see this person anymore. So when you I, walk in at night, you just got to handle shit. You got to be a G like yours truly. Like And you just not are. have to call the boss up. People are like, what's going on, Dan? What are we going to do? We have problems. I'll be like, you know what? Calm your asses down for just a quick, just, just you shut the fuck up. Okay, think for a second. <laughs> All right. This is what we're going to do. And that's how, and then we do it. Cause you and then I get are, in trouble for cussing at people. You guys are G's dude. You, here's what I will say. I, oh, I saw uh, a, your coworker on the way um, I was leaving the facility and that coworker was coming in. I almost wanted to beat, but I didn't want her to drift off the road and crap. Uh, translation. I didn't want to stop. Pretty much. You're the worst. <laughs> you are the this is the worst, dude. We were having a conversation a little just right before we started recording, we were having this conversation. And uh I'll just get into it. So there were some tickets that just went on sale today uh-huh. mm-hmm. for this upcoming concert because concert season's back, ladies and gentlemen, and I can't contain myself. The problem is I'm gonna buy tickets to one thing, mm-hmm. and then right after I buy those tickets, the better thing is gonna come. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm a little afraid about that. But nostalgia concerts going it's going to happen in october mm-hmm. in los angeles possibly in september we can talk about that too steve in the, the bay area okay? yeah but perhaps y'all know about alanis morissette the 90s sensation all i really want a wait ahead and on time you know that kind of shit hi, 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 hi. i'm gonna sell this to steve right now it's gonna make him want to go even more oh absolutely yeah you know what I mean? but uh yeah alanis morissette's back on tour and she's it's for the uh I guess like celebrating Jagged Little Pill, her debut album. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that she's going to play that in its entirety. But the more alluring thing to me, Steve, is that the band Garbage is going to be there, featuring Shirley Manson, uh, Butch Vig, who's a producer. You know who Butch Vig is? You're, you're a guy. I that's do. In production. I do know who Butch yeah. Vig is. Butch Vig's in the band. He says he's laying it I down. I didn't know he was in the band. Yeah, he's in the band. Hey. Yeah. See, am I changing your mind possibly no. a little bit? I still feel uninvited. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Steve. <laughs> Very good, man. Take a bow. You Thank got you. me. <laughs> Jesus. And see, you, I, was, I was thinking I was on a jagged little pill. Thing. Yeah. You went with uninvited. That was fantastic. I try, dude. dude. I try. Well done. <laughs> you threw me off of what I was talking about. But uh, like I said, I, I like, you know, I love Alanis Morissette, but it's the group you're talking about now that I just couldn't do it. How do you know? Name one song, Steve. Um, uh, I don't know a song. Because you're full of shit as <laughs> usual. That's why. But you I remember right hearing them. with me. I, I'm going to call him out. I'm sorry. Rob, you know what I'm talking about. Kevin, you know what I'm talking about. This man is full of shit when it comes to music. Sometimes. I will. N- I've heard them, though. Because I remember hearing them. I was like, I don't like them. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to waste time trying to find this music. I'm going to play it for you, and you're going to do that thing. Find a good song. Let's see. I'm just going to find their popular songs. But the thing is, is you don't know any of them. I've never heard I know, them. but then I'll I've never heard be- Lady Gaga, Poker Face. Come on. Oh, come I did still. not hear Poker Face. No, stop it. I'm, I'm still pissed at you about that. I you're already getting my fucking dander up, and we've been on for like No, because I even asked my son. I was like, you, we talked about it, about uh, Poker Face, and they can't believe I didn't hear it. He's like, I can I said, really? He said, you don't listen to the radio and you don't watch what would be playing that. 
He's like, so you always streamed, you wouldn't hear a commercial. You stream TV. I don't know the last time my cable box was turned on. I'm just not going to have this conversation with you anymore. There's no way possible that song didn't pass through your head at least one time. I do know the song between her and Homeboy from um, that movie. All right, everybody. This is Stupid Girl by Garbage. Let me guess. Sounds unfamiliar to you. Hold on. Go go to the... Um, go to the... Here we go. Shirley Manson. The lovely vocal stylings of Shirley Manson, ladies and gentlemen. We can't play the whole song, buddy. Let me just skip up. Let me guess. <laughs> Let me just take a wild guess with this, Steve. I don't mean to come at you today. I really don't. But I got a feeling you never heard that song before. Hell no. See? It's ridiculous, dude. Hell no. When would I hear that song? Hell no. What do you mean, hell no? Like, that's a bad song? I. It's not my stylings. Dude, I know you, the... you've heard it like 30... You know what? You're fucking impossible. You know what? You stay home. I'll go. <laughs> Keep your ass home. Melissa, you can come with us. Don't fucking... There we okay. go. There we go. Here's the situation, ladies and uh-huh. gentlemen, okay? So I put this up in the... H, in the uh, sorry. So hold on. Let me just do something. I almost spilled some water. All right. Let me start again. I apologize. So I put up this this uh, picture saying Alanis Morris is going on tour. It's going to be with her, obviously, with Garbage and with someone named Liz Fair, which I won't even bother getting into because I know Steve doesn't. I do know Liz Fair. Of course you do. Sure you do. So anyway. I re- you know, and I respect her greatly. Yeah. Name one song. And I'm not doing the whole like guy thing. I just don't believe you. Oh, no. But I, I don't know her songs a lot. But I've listened to I purposely listened to her album because I heard an interview with her and uh-huh. her views on certain things and her views on uh uh, feminism, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agreed with it. And so okay, great. So fucking it. read up on garbage then and then enjoy Hell the show. No. So see, oh my God, I don't <laughs> want to go with you anymore. That's You know what? I don't even want to go, but this is the situation, okay? I'll meet you, Steve, at Halloween Horror Nights. You keep oh, your ass home. Yeah. Keep it home. Keep that attitude home, okay? And then come, and then we have a lot of fun. Because I don't want to be mad at you the next day. Aren't we having fun now? I'm like, no, I'm still mad at you from last night. Anyway, sorry, I, I digress. So like I put this poster up, right? And... And a bell, as Steve calls her, says, hey, I really want to go to this. Steve, let's go to this. Right. And I already know where this is going. But I'm like, this sounds like fun. So I said, yes, let's do that. And she's like, I said, get on this. Let's let's make this happen. And just so you know, Steve, I was about to go like not behind your back. I guess it's kind of behind your back. I was going to hit her up personally and be like, hey, are we doing this or not? Because I need to buy some tickets. So here we are today. Steve doesn't want to go because he heard 20 seconds of a song that he doesn't like not buying it that's you know what you're you know what it is not I'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it. this you're selfish how so you're selfish because you won't take your lady to a concert because you're not buying 20 seconds remember when song. i just said that i would take her i don't believe you you've said lots of things I'd you said you were gonna go to c2e2 you said we were gonna go to halloween if Horror she Nights. wants to go i would not go in but i would take her you would not go in no you're because i know you guys lot. are there you are a clown sir <laughs> A fucking payaso, okay? <laughs> I don't understand. 
I, I you know what I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get mad and I'm just going to keep on going. You're on You know what? Now you are uninvited, sir. I darn darn. You know what? Darn. I wouldn't have fun anyway. You know what? Forget it. And you would have I just a, want you yeah. to understand something yes, just because I'm the guy that I am. OK, granted, let me, let me put a little bit of uh, premise on this. We haven't really spoken much this week. We've texted a little bit, but it's just been that kind of a week where we haven't really chatted much. So this is the first time this conversation is coming up. But I just want you to know right now that I, there was um, pre-sale tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Start at 10 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I know what's going to happen. I know where this is going. Yes. But because Melissa wants to go, I'm going to talk to Steve about it. I will I will like skip the pre-sales. That way, maybe we can sit together. And then I also went down the options of like, oh, well, there's also the Concord Pavilion in Concord, California. And then I'll, or is it Concord? Yeah, it's Concord. And then, um, you know, maybe cheaper seats, lawn seats. We were talking about the Hollywood Bowl is where this was going to be or is going to be. And, uh, you know, so I'm like kind of figuring out, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and skip the pre-sale. I won't be selfish. I'll just get some tickets later when we all go. And now we're having this conversation. You could still get two tickets. I know, but I could have gotten better tickets had I just went with my gut (laughs) and just went, you know what? He's not going to go anyway. He's going to let his fucking lady walk into the concert by herself because he's that kind of guy. Because he's that kind of a guy. I'm a little angry with you right now, Steve. I believe it. And it bothers me none. Oh, my God. You hear this shit, people? Seriously, do you? God damn it. Sometimes I can't take it. I'm just being I, honest. I can't do it, man. It's, it's at 40. I'm like. Yeah, but he'll I, go see Belle Biv DuVoe. They're fucking decrepit. Heck yeah. At the fair. Yes. That's going to be good. No. Oh, you're okay. This that is girl part. is. Ow, my fucking hip just broke. That's you're, what it is. Steve. You're telling me that you. Would, no. oh, you know what? You will. No. Belle Biv DuVoe can go and fuck themselves as far as this conversation goes. I totally understand that. I would have guessed that, that you would like garbage more than Belle Bidavo. No, you know what? I would go. There's a, here's oh, a you would go, but if I know you that said, you would like hey. garbage more. Um, yeah, that's fair. But it's yeah, not like garbage fair. is a, but garbage isn't like a big favorite band of mine. I've seen them before. I know for a fact that they put on an outstanding concert and I do like their first album, but that's pretty much about it. I want to go see Alanis Morissette. It's one of those things where like I haven't seen her before and I really like that album. So it just sounded like, it sounded like a nice Absolutely. fall night, Steve. That's all. It was a nice fall night. Well, see, my goal is once we, once because we're going to Hawaii in August, and I'm mm. like, I think she'll be so high on that. I hope that the whole <laughs> afterwards, but knowing Belle on the way to back, she's going to be like, sure wish we could have got those tickets to go yeah. ahead and I'll be like, listen. we just come from Hawaii, man. Members of Steve's family, friends that may not know me, I just want you to understand something. I try. I really, really try. Yeah, they're not going to trip on be like, oh, you mean you try to get them to go see garbage? No, I try to hang hang out with this guy and have an actual (laughs) fucking friendship over the course of five years. No, that's what I try to do. Is that what you're trying to do? Garbage and Atlantis. All right, let's move on before I fucking kill you. Friends and family would be like, yeah, we wouldn't go either. I think you're the friend and maybe one other person that would go see garbage. Alanis Morissette, all my family would go see. Everybody I know. That's the most ridiculous argument ever because you know why? Here's the situation. If you don't fucking, first of all, you don't don't know shit about garbage and you're just making this this opinion on it, which frustrates me to no end. Even though I'm not even going hard for this band, that attitude right there frustrates me to no end. Here's the deal. Okay, your whole family would go see Alanis Morissette. Then buy the fucking tickets. 
and then go stand in line for for food or something while garbage is on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> have your have your wonderful time with Liz Fair because you, you you dig where she's coming from. Then go maybe go take a dump or uh, go wow. get a juice or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Go stand in line somewhere, hang out, walk the concourse, do something, and then come back and then enjoy Alanis Morissette as opposed to just going no because I heard 30 seconds of a song that I do not like. I mean, look, dude. Um, I don't think I'm being irrational here. I'm just saying. I believe you don't. <laughs> it's like it's like screaming at a wall. I believe you don't feel like. And you know what? I don't think you are being irrational coming from where you're coming from. I totally understand what you're thinking. What, coming from where I'm coming from. Absolutely. If I was in your seat thinking the way you are thinking toward the situation. Oh, I like a normal say, human being? Yeah, go on. I would say the same thing, but as a human over 40 being like, I'm not going to do things I don't want to do. And, but here's the thing. If Bell was like, Hey, this is something that's really important to me. Of course. But if she's just like, Oh, I just thought it'd be cool. Which is, I have a feeling what she's going to say. Just like Bell Biv DeVoe. She's like, I just thought it was going to be cool. I wanted to go, but we just didn't end up. We weren't able to get the tickets. And I was like, this sucks. She's like, Oh, I just thought it would be cool. (laughs) Uh, Now Hawaii, there is not a, there is no option for me to be like, hey, um, not really into, I knew as soon as it was said, uh, there is no option here. All so right. this happened. It's just Fair happening. Enough. Fair enough. Well, I'm sorry, Bill. I tried. Steve yeah, is officially DeVoe. uninvited. I don't want you there. That, see, this works out perfectly because I'm not going to be there. <laughs> see how the universe works? Wow. Okay. Well, then. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, that is the most that is the most stubborn attitude I think I've ever heard in my life right there, Steve. That is it worked out perfectly. It's we kind of strange. And I know a four-year-old that won't eat spaghetti. They just like nuggets, but you you are more stubborn than them. I know well, yeah, I know a few four-year-olds that have a very finicky eating things that I've been running to a lot of kids that can't really eat a lot of stuff at these parties. Which is not bad. I'm not going to even say that because you have kids, you got to bring them. That's life. Anyway, no negativity there. Such is life. I'm over here looking at the uh, what we're going to be talking about today, and I, I know how this show is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, let's just take a break, Steve, because I don't even know what just happened right there right now. I lost my uh, temper. Uh, where are we? I lost my temper. I, I will admit it. Tell you what, let's do a fresh start. All right. All right. <laughs> To the contact information right now, cleanse my palate, maybe yes. maybe bring myself back to a uh, calm state. All right, <laughs> hi, normal people of the world. My name is Dan Ramirez, and you can probably hear the frustration in my voice right now. Regardless, I have information for you that I would like to share. I do this week to week, sometimes I skip it, but this week I'll go ahead and do it. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at contact. Jesus Christ, stop. You got me frustrated. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let me try again. Oh my God. Hello everyone. My name is Dan Ramirez, and believe it or not, this is my second try. Because I'm 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 frustrated. I might just keep it in. Why the hell not? If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. That is Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. 
You can reach us on Twitter at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public, and Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. You can go to www.heroesofnoise.com, and there you can get all of our shows. You can link to other friend shows that are friends of the podcast. You can buy merch. You can do voicemail and all that good stuff. I promise it's all there. Why would I lie? You know what I mean? You can even subscribe to the show, too, and we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, pretty much anywhere that counts. If we're not there, eh, fuck them. They're probably not that important anyway. You know what I mean? Most importantly, I want to leave you with this message, ladies and gentlemen. Go to Facebook. Yes, it still exists. And you want to go over to the Heroes of Noise podcast community, join up, and let's be friends. I think that's a good idea. What do you think? I don't know. Let's let's let it just let mull it over for a while, all right? Let's get back to the show. That was a good run through. <laughs> Second time was, yeah. You should have kept the first time. Who says I'm not? I think I'm going to keep it in just so it shows the level of frustration I was going through right there. <laughs> it's surprisingly frustrated. That's funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the concert. I just, I just, I, you, your mindset just amazes me sometimes, dude. I just, you are a, um, <laughs> that's, I don't even know what to call you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> you just, and you just, you're just, uh, Nothing phases you. That's not the thing. a thing. That's not true. Not a well, thing. Lots, lots of do. things phase you. Yes. It's all this shit that you can't fix that phases you. But stuff the that life is, stuff, eh, no big deal. Yeah. Stuff Personal relationships, eh, who needs them? <laughs> friends? <laughs> what, what's a friend? I like my friends at an arm's reach plus like four arms. That's Steve Hudson. You know, you know, you know what does phase me? <sighs> things that things that uh that uh um Things, if I know someone's, and I'm getting over this, if I know someone's purposely trying to upset me, but I'm learning how not to let that phase me too. So yeah, that does, that phases me still, but we all get, we, you know, we all have things to get over. Give me an example of what you're talking about. Like if I know someone does not have the best interest at heart and they're saying something that's purposely trying to get me, that upsets me, but I'm realizing that that's more their problem than mine, but it's, it's taking work. It's taking work, but I'm working at it. Because the goal is for no one to disturb my peace. But if someone can, then that's a me problem, not a them problem. And it's all in my control. So whenever I'm just like, man, I can't even have a peaceful day. They're like, well, what's your issue then? Because you're letting someone affect your peace. What is your issue? And I have to really think about it. How do, why is that person getting under my skin? Or why is this situation getting under my skin? Mm. And I really am focusing every day, even during the workouts and all that stuff, on being present and if I get upset, why am I getting upset? Let me try that out real quick. Okay. Yeah, I figured it out. All right. We can move along now. <laughs> See, it's that I, easy. I know exactly what my problem is. We can keep yeah. on going. Exactly. It's, it's, it's not very difficult. Nope. It certainly wasn't this time around. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, we have no film. We have no film news or, or mail. Uh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Thank you for reminding me, sir. We do have oh. one. Oh, wow. Thank you for reminding me. We have one voicemail. It's just a nice, hi, how do you do kind of thing. You want to hear it? Oh, yeah. That's from our good friend Paul Hart here. Hold on a second. I'll just cue it up. Thanks for reminding me. Sorry, Paul. I had other things in my mind right now. I was a little frustrated. Good evening. Good morning or good afternoon, gentlemen. It is uh, Paul Hart. It's been a while since I was able to talk to either of you fine gentlemen. Ben. Loving the podcast. I need to thank Danathan for uh, the sweet name drop today, talking about the wonderful Kate Winslet on the wonderful, not just run of the mill 
mayor of Easttown. Thank you very much. Uh, but honestly, miss you guys. Been loving all of the content. Uh, love all the slice of life stuff you guys talk about. It's just such a fun time. And right now, currently watching. What are we watching right now? Guardians of the Galaxy. Aww. It's actually adventurous. So I have a lot to do with my a lot of work to do with my son. But you guys. <laughs> Keep doing what you do best, and that's entertaining us, and uh, have a great one. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Thanks, Paul. I think that was just actually to us, but I thought I would play it, because it's nice when we get voicemail and emails and things like that. What a wonderful person. And what a scarce. W- And the little wonderful kid being like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, come on. Yeah. What are you doing, Paul? Your kid's not saying the right name of the movie. You, you failed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, man. Your kids are adorable, bro. I love your kids so much. They're just great looking kids. They're little toe heads running around looking all cute and shit like that. Oh, adorable, dude. Adorable Beautiful children. Beautiful little kids, ladies and gentlemen. Makes me want to have another one. Now, that's an absolute lie. <laughs> you would like hear it. Talk, you would hear it crying for 20 seconds. and be like, you know what? I don't This isn't really my kind of kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to think that I used to like, man, what am I going to do when the kid cries all night? And man, it just, I don't even want to think about it cause he's about to leave, but it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Oh, the time goes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who would have thunk And the cats in the cradle in the silver spoon. That's a good song. Hey, I learned some things in a, in a little quiz that I saw. Not a quiz. It was more like a list of facts about the body and stuff. Mm-hmm. You had asked me something right before we started recording. I told you to hold off on it. What was that question you were going to ask me about? The oh, what, what, what on your left knee? What is mm-hmm. the ligament on the back, the rear left side? Okay, so I'm going to answer your question with a question. And I think I know the answer. I'm pretty sure I know the, what you're talking about, but I'm just curious. Like, what, what are you experiencing? Um, I got kicked about 11 times in the same area and it's hurting. No, oh, well. So you got kicked in your back. Okay. I'm thinking that it's probably your anterior, no, excuse me, your posterior cruciate ligament. The PCL, uh, if you will. No pun intended. Uh-oh. That's not really a pun. It's just a coincidence. How do you know if it's torn? Well, it's going to hurt like a bitch. And oh, it's no, it's not, not that. Okay, and it's cool. not going to, you're, you'll find it. You're going to find a little bit of, uh, you'll feel like your knee's a little bit unstable. Oh, Instability no, okay. is the word I'm looking for. Okay, uh, and it's going to be a tearing, like a burning feeling when you tear. Jeez. But don't listen to me if you're concerned about it. Go to the doctor and they get an MRI because yeah. that's how you're going to find out what's going on. Yeah, so far it's just like a little bit, a tiny bit of oh, when I do this thing, it it feels weird, and it never felt weird before. I was like, oh, but maybe during during that sparring session, I shouldn't have used it to do what I did. So I was just like, I wonder what, the, and then I thought about like, this thing hurts. And I never, I was like, what is that? I don't even know how to explain what, but now I do the PCL. Posterior cruciate ligament. Love it. Love it. You're welcome, folks. Don't keep that shit to yourself. You know what I mean? But you were going, you were saying, what, yeah. what about the. Just little quiz? fun facts, little, little okay. fun facts that I was not aware of. Did you know that the human eggs, you know, are, are small, but they're actually visible to the human eye? Did not know that. I thought that they were way microscopic and you wouldn't see them. Just a fun fact. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know what the elbow skin is called? The elbow skin that you can pull down if you try. Do not know. You want to take a wild guess? I didn't start with this for obvious reasons. Hmm. I don't know. It's the weenus. 
Hey, I love that. Yeah. So just pull on your weenus the anytime weenus. you want to in public and no one's going to judge you for it. Interesting. I did mm-hmm. not know it was called the weenus. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go to work tonight and I'm just going to sit there and I'm just going to constantly pull on my weenus right in front of people and there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> what are you doing? Pulling on my weenus. <laughs> it's the truth. You can't get me in trouble for that. Uh, let's see. What else did I learn? Uh, did you know that when you cry and your nose becomes runny, it's actually your tears? That's, that is such a beautiful, for some reason, that's a beautiful fact for me. That's beautiful. Here's a beautiful fact for you. The average human erection has roughly 130 milliliters of blood in it. Okay. That's a grip. Yeah. Check this out. While the average rabbit, okay, bunny rabbit has about 126 milliliters of its entire body in its entire body. So there's more blood in a boner than there is in a bunny. That is I can't even imagine what mine has then. I was just waiting for it. You beat me to it, though. I was going to say, I got like like two and a half bunnies. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I would have gone. I would have gone polar bear, probably. I mentioned Alzheimer's earlier. Uh huh. Alzheimer's. Did you? I forgot. Oh, that's not funny. You're just making fun of people with Alzheimer's right now. Wait, what was I saying? What were we talking about? Who are you? Where are you taking me? Help! I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Alzheimer's disease. By the way, I worked in a, uh, I worked in a uh, convalescent home one time. Mm-hmm. You heard a lot of that. You heard a lot of, help! Help! I don't know where oh, it was coming from. Oh, that is sad. It is sad. Because why are these people getting helped? But then again, they, they are getting help. They just don't know it. Yeah. And I can say that for a fact because at least twice a week I have patients come down and they're, they're just not with it anymore. They got, you know, altered mental status and they're just mm-hmm. help, help, help. It's, it's sad. It really but Alzheimer's disease isn't just gradual loss of memory. It physically exists in the brain. I did not know this, dude. It's a physical substance that attacks the brain. So like if you were to open a, the skull of a person suffering from Alzheimer's and like take a look at their brain, you'd see this like sticky, fibrous, gray physical matter overtaking the brain. And you know the interesting thing about that? What's that? It doesn't affect the autonomic nervous system. I you know. I wonder if they're ever going to get a lock on it. You know, I mean, we got uh, close in. Uh, we got close with uh, Planet of the Apes. We were pretty close, but that got <laughs> fucked up. Franco almost had it under control. It's going to be a while because they're trying to figure out why it. They're like, why is it that they totally forget certain things, but they will be like, oh, I remember in high school, or they are able to still grab a drink of water and drink it. They're like, why doesn't it affect certain things? But once they figure that out, I believe science can do anything. No question, dude. We're going to figure it out. I just wonder if it's going to be in our lifetimes. I don't know. But they're going to get it perfectly. No question. Because science is beautiful. Have you ever seen any of those videos where it shows someone and they're like in the throes of Alzheimer's? Like it's really bad for them and maybe they are still capable of having... I don't even want to call it a conversation, but you can say things back and forth to some degree, Mm -hmm. but then someone will play music for them or something like that. I was watching this video where it was a, uh, a ballerina from Mm -hmm. like, you know, 80, 70, 80 years ago or something like that. And she's sitting in a chair and someone puts headphones on her and they start playing this music that she used to dance to. I think maybe I don't think it was Swan Lake, but it was like a famous piece that people dance to. And she started like doing the motions in her chair. And like me- she memorized, like she still had it in her memory, mm-hmm. but everything else she couldn't really do. It was crazy. It's just weird how that some things get filtered in that way. And like you're saying, it's not, you know, your, your autonomic system isn't affected, but you cognitively need to be able to 
comprehend what's going on, going through your ears, you know what I mean? And, and processing that and then bringing it into a memory and then still being able to do that. I just think it's fucking fascinating how certain so, things get through people's brain and other parts don't. Hi, I don't know who you are anymore. You're my son, you know, of like whatever, 50, 60 years or something like that. But I don't recognize your face anymore. But then you play Swan Lake for me and I remember all of that. That is fascinating. It is very fascinating. And then last one, you know, I could probably go on, but you know, this isn't a health show. But uh, did you know that you're just a little bit taller in the morning than you are at night? I did know that. Yeah, spinal compression. That's mm -hmm. all. Let me see if I can find one more. I don't think anyone's going to really match the erection one, though. That's a really, actually, I like the, um, uh, uh, the Alzheimer's one. Oh, here's a good one for you. If you say, ha, okay, mm -hmm. your breath comes out warm. But when you say, whoa, it comes out cold. Pretty cool. Whoa. It, you know, that's, it is true. You can try it. You can put your hand yeah. up to your mouth and do that. It's fantastic. Hmm. Wow. All right, folks, you've learned something today. We can move along. What else we got? That is, I love, though. though thank you for the health minute. I didn't uh, have any kind of like medical theme set up for that. Maybe that's a new segment I'll do. I'll just give you these like, maybe they're true, maybe they're not, quote unquote, facts weekly. That I like them. I personally have learned something today, and I always like that. So shoot. Applaud, Dan applaud dan's house of health and happiness ladies and gentlemen a weekly segment oh i love that i'm getting better now i'm calming down steve i'm a lot more calm now can you tell i thought you calmed down a long time ago i got over it. no I, I was working on it but i feel better now <laughs> <laughs> wow you have to understand this is a deeply rooted thing with me i, I it's it's my efforts to reach out to my friend my friend who i think is still still regards me as a friend i think and, you know, say, hey, let's let's spend some time together. Here's yet one more thing I've thrown out at my friend. Would you like to come? Nay, he says. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like maybe maybe you don't like me as a friend anymore. Maybe this is a partnership, not a friendship. Oh, come on. That's Dad. how I'm feeling right now, Steve. Hey, man, I appreciate your honesty. See that? There was no see how there was just ambiguity right there. Nothing. I, well, I'm saying it's not true, but there's nothing. Only actions would show you. Not, me saying it's not true does nothing for Dan. Yeah, that's my point, Steve. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, okay, well, thank you for telling me your feelings. That's why he's like, I'll stop talking now because I'm going <laughs> to paint myself into a fucking corner. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Write in. What do you think? Is, is Steve? I think Steve's dumping me. Wow, I think this dumping. might be the demise of Heroes of Noise. It's slowly going that way. I don't want Heroes to. Heroes of silence. I'm really trying. I'm really trying, but I don't know. This once a week conversation stuff and getting getting uh, shunned at fun shunned, events. Shunned, are we? I don't we? know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> he says, nah, nah, not even, I don't even want to consider it. I'm a little hurt right now. <laughs> um. Well, we actually, Bell and I talked about it last night. Mm -hmm. We did talk about it. Yeah, but we already know where the conversation went. Oh, no, it's one of those, I'm like, because uh, she knows... Like, regardless if she's like, this is really important to me, I will do anything for her. And I'll even put on a smiley face. But if she's like, Steve, if you don't want to go, it's fine. And she made it seem like, oh, it's it, it was just sounded fun. I was like, oh, I really. But if she's like, it's really important to me, I will do anything for her. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. If you, uh, if you decide to go, I'll be there. Fair enough. Um, I would much rather go to Halloween Heart. <laughs> Well, of course, it's because something Steve wants to do. I would. Well, the thing is, it's she really wants to go. I don't know what. Oh, COVID. I'm sorry. I was like, I don't know why we didn't go last. <laughs> she she really wanted to go last year, but yeah, COVID. Uh, unfortunately, a terrible thing that made it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It made Halloween Harness nothing. It is not that important. But she did want to go last year, mm -hmm. and I, I just remember I was like, I was like, 
why didn't we go? Oh, that's right. A pandemic. But she really wants out. to go. It's a cop out. You were like, yes. I yes. really wanted to take her. because I pandemic. She's like, oh, it shouldn't be too bad for me. And my luck, it won't be. She will be like, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I want it to be scary for her. But she might be like, eh. <laughs> yeah, Gail going this year is simply going to be her humoring me. She's like, eh. She's, all, she's just kind of, eh, about Universal Studios in general. So am I. But During the day, I'm really not big on Universal Studios. I like it. It's something, oh. I, here's why I like Universal Studios, because if you could go there, like, I don't understand when people do the, the pass for this. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you can go to Universal Studios and knock that shit out in a day and be done. Sure can. Yes. And there's really, in my opinion, nothing there that goes, I want to ride that again. I have to ride this thing again before I leave. There's no rides like that, in my opinion that fall into that category and the lines are always too long and stuff yet somehow you're able to like knock everything out in a day that's what i like about it whereas it like disney disney becomes a weekend yes you know uh magic mountain is another day thing that you can do but then like a lot of people aren't into like crazy you know fast action roller coasters do you like roller coasters um you know it's funny i was thinking about that because i haven't gone on a roller coaster in a long time and a friend of mine went about my age and he hadn't gone for 20 or so years and he got oh, sick. okay he got oh, like sick. sick and he came back and he's just like, you know, I used to love roller coasters, but all of a sudden I got nauseous on the first one. And he said, I think it's because it's been so long and I just, I was benched the whole day. I'm still, I love roller coasters, but I think it's one of those things where when I go, I'm just going to get, I'm not going to eat anything that, uh, before I go, I'm not gonna have like a breakfast before I drive out there. I'm going to see how my, I haven't gone since I, um, graduated high school, dude. I haven't gone to Magic Mountain. So yeah, there's been a good, lot of changes. A <laughs> oh, dude. Changes, dude. The last time I went, the newest ride was the Viper. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's that one they have? The X2, I think it is. It's insane. It looks like you're going to die on that thing. I've That's the one ride that I haven't been on. And it's just because whenever we were there, either it was being serviced or the lines were like two and a half hours long. And I don't oh. do two and a half hour lines for pretty much. I can't think of anything I've done a two and a half hour line for that. I really like, for instance, um, WonderCon. I think we did like almost a two and a half hour line, but I was sort of already like, okay, well I paid for it. I might as well do this or I'm not going to get what I wanted out of it. You know what I mean? Yes. But yes. like going to some place where it's like, you can mm. wait in this two and a half hour line or that line that's 45 minutes. I'm going to the 45 minute every time. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, I remember back in the day, Magic Mountain lines used to be like an hour and a half for every ride. You just would stand there and just wait. And I think it was cool because you had friends. And so with your friends, you'd just be gossiping the whole time. And next thing you know, you're on the ride. But now I'd be sitting there being like, you know, I, I don't know if I could do. I would get a front of the line and just dip to the, to the front of the line. That's why I, I much prefer a, f- a friend of mine told me about the Warner Brother lot tour where if you pay like $230 for the big tour, they'll take you into the sets, the friends set and this set and that set. Yeah, and I've seen could, people that have done that. And I was like, they're like, I asked my friend, was it worth it? He said, if you like that sort of thing, yes. But if you're just wanting a normal tour and you pay for that, you're going to be like, okay, because it's a five, six hour tour. I'm there. Better than a three hour tour, a three hour tour. Well, we know what happened with that. That wasn't yeah, good. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I love that show. God bless all those people. I wonder how they're doing. Oh, they got back, didn't they, eventually? Oh, is that what happened? Is that what happened? I remember there, because I remember when I was a kid, we're talking about Gilligan's Island for all you uh, millennials out there. Because he owned the island. Yeah, really, that was kind of like an arrogant thing, huh? Like, oh, very who, much who so, now that, that I'm thinking about it. Who yeah. says that Gilligan, of all people, 
should be in charge of that island. Like, who would you have given the island to? Personally, I'd given it to the professor. I would give it to whatever indigenous people live there already. Hey, hey. Oh, fuck. Can you just, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Can you ever just have fun? <laughs> fuck. You're driving me insane today. I, I got to an island. It is Steve's island. <laughs> oh, this is Steve's island. Hey, let's have this fun conversation about who should do the island. Okay, but let's consider the indigenous people. Come on, dude. Come on. It's, this is an entertainment kind of show. We just do this sometimes. Well, I know my favorite character was home. I forgot. Uh, uh, Marianne. Marianne was. My, I'm getting uh, exhausted here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I really am. She was the per. She was my person. Marianne. Oh yes. You know she she was definitely the uh, the girl next door kind of thing. Ginger would have been a bit much. Ginger, you'd probably have fun with them. You'd be like, God, why did I do that? She reminded me of, of uh, one of the actresses from um, Three's Company. She always favored her to me. And they just, they, they, but I, I also used to watch all those shows. I used to watch that and The Monkees. I watched every episode of The Monkees ever. So it was just a block of TV that I would just watch every day. I loved it. I loved it. I used to watch The Monkees when I was a kid and I tried watching it as an adult and I just couldn't do it. I, I thought it held. I love their little fast forward things. I thought it was so fun. No, I mean it's just, it's definitely of its time. It's just that it was. Uh, There's other things on that I've been okay with. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, little, I little mean Davy Jones and and uh, Mickey Dolans and who was it? Who else? Mike. You remember the names? Uh, Mickey. Mickey Dolans. Ronnie Bobby. No, but what was the dude that had the Mickey um, and Mike? Right. His his mom invented post its. I forgot her his name. He's the one that broke it up. He's the one that squashed the whole thing all because he wanted to play his own instruments. And they were like, how about we get professionals? Well, then I'm walking. <laughs> I think it was Mickey. Dol- I think it was Mickey Dolan's parents that were the. Uh, Mickey Dolan was the one. drummer. Yes. It was the guitarist that his, his parents were the post-its. Oh, OK. I can see the guy. Pete Nesmith. Yeah, I almost said Mike Ness, but Mike Ness is from Social Distortion. So yeah, yeah, Pete something or other. Okay, so fine. he was doing well off of posters. Either no, either no, he had to be rich. I don't know how. I don't know how much posters made at the time, but I'm imagining they were rich. I invented posters. Have you seen that movie, Romeo and Michelle? I have not. Oh man, you got to watch. That. Wait, what movie is this? Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. It's older. It's got oh, uh, Lisa Kudrow and Mira Sorvino. Yeah, I, I watched bits and pieces, and I really wanted to because I thought it was so funny at the time. It's hilarious. That movie's still hilarious. I love Mira Sorvino. I wonder what ever happened to her. Man, I learned something about Mira Sorvino actually this week that I, I'm sure this is pretty common knowledge, but I just found out that she had been blacklisted during the whole Weinstein thing, the Miramax thing. Her oh. and a couple other women came out. And I can't. It's escaping me right now because I wasn't prepared to talk about this, but her and uh, another couple of actors came out that Harvey Weinstein had been, you know doing his advances on them and trying to have, get them to have sexual relations with them. And of course they did not do that. So he had actually blacklisted all kinds of people. And who was it that, Oh damn it. Now I want the story because there was actually a, uh, a director that's like, man, I fell into that and I believed him. And I, Oh, Peter Jackson was the one Peter Jackson. He was, she was supposed to be cast in Lord of the Rings. Jeez, dude. And he put the, the word out like, yeah, these, these, she's trouble. I got to find the other person actually. They said, oh, Ashley Judd. That's who it is. I'm sorry. I'm actually like Googling this just because I wasn't prepared to talk. But her and Ashley Judd were actually supposed to be in Lord of the Rings. Oh, and wow. he had had his problems with both of them. So he put it out there. Like, do not work with these people. They're difficult to work with. Blah, 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 blah. And Hollywood just said, okay, because there was no Weinstein scandal yet. 
You know what I mean? It hadn't been brought to the public. It was just one of those like don't ask, don't tell situations. So that dude screwed so many people over. Yeah, dude. And but after that, she, I mean, you really didn't see Mira Sorvino that much anymore. In fact, the whole conversation started because I was looking on this site that has movies that are up for rent or whatever. And um, Mira Sorvino is in this movie. It's like the kid that believed in miracles. And it's one of those like, you know, how like oh, the, Hallmark. Movies. Yeah, or, well, there's Hallmark. You know, OK, like when you drop a tear from like the big screen. And then you, you start working on the Hallmark stuff, right? But then there's also that little section where it's like Christian movies. Oh, no. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. She's working with like uh, Dean Kane in them. Oh, God. No, it's even worse. It's Kevin Sorbo. She was in with Kevin Sorbo? That's this movie I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, no. Exactly. That's what I said. I'm like, oh, damn it. And I, and I go, what happened to her? Like, I thought she was. Now we know. Now we know. I did not know that. I'm sure it's pretty common knowledge, but this was, it was never on my radar. That God. is terrible news. Fuck that guy, Weinstein, right? Uh, What's well, he was the first thing we talked about on our first episode. Do you remember that? Oh, I oh. did not know that. Yeah, you did. I know That's that. awesome. Yeah, I remember. I will thing. say, if you're acting alongside Kevin Sorbo, things have gone devastatingly wrong. And if they went devastatingly right for you. They still went wrong, and you'll realize it later. Yeah. Like, if you stepped up a notch, and now you're like, well, now you're with Kevin Sorbo. And you're like, yes, where I always wanted to be. You should have chosen the blue pill. Oh, for sure. There's no <laughs> question. Because things are not where you wanted that. I mean, I imagine, dang, Mir Sovino for Kevin Sorbo, huh? It's crazy, right? Damn, that sucks. Especially because Weinstein's the person behind. That makes it even Worse, and no one's reached out and said, "You know what? You've been screwed. Let's put you in an actual." They've just been like, "Oh, that's terrible." Anyway, who could we get? Ah, uh, Mira Sorvino and Ashley Judd. I think Dude. Ashley's done. Oh, you think she's done with the whole? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen her. Have you? I have not seen her. She was a beautiful woman back in the day. I don't know what she looks like now, and I don't mean it sound mean when I say that, but I remember when she was in movies and she was getting a lot of work. I liked me some Ashley Judd, bro. Ashley Judge was she was in a lot of those those thrillers, mm-hmm. like and uh, she was really good. Yeah, not like literally not this one, but like Bone Collector and stuff. Yes, like that. those yes. kind of movies. And I can't remember what the was it like a couple of was it a franchise or was it just like several movies that were like that. In my brain, she was just in a lot of movies. She had the perfect like she had that groove where she was in a bunch of those sort of movies. And yeah, she was really were on good. Fire back in the day. She was great, dude. Mom and sis great. were doing the Judds, and they were on fire. And then, of course, Ashley's like, you know what? I'm going to take this face and make me some money. As she should. <laughs> As she should. I'm trying to look right now to see if any of the movies I'm all, yeah, she had a bunch of them. But I'm like looking at these, and I'm like, I don't really think I've seen any of these. Kiss the Girls, I believe, is one of the movies. That, that was a good movie, dude. Oh, and a, a great movie, dude. A Time to Kill. Do you remember that one? Oh, for sure. Imagine she was white. Fantastic. Wait, wait, what? You don't remember that? That's no. like the quote of the movie. No, I don't remember the quotes and shit. But oh yeah, the end of the movie. The end of the movie. He was saying he was describing this woman. Oh no, she said, "Imagine she was." Uh, yeah, he was describing what happened to the girl, and he's like, "Now, think about all that, and imagine that little girl was white, and that's how he won the case." Okay, I mean, I remember. I'm not gonna act like I. I do remember the the court scene and everything like that. But um, I remember liking this movie a whole bunch. And then I don't think I've really watched it much. Movie anymore. is great. This is dude. one I can go back to. I just remember about that movie that everyone was sweaty. Do you remember yeah. that? 
Uh, because they were in the yeah, they were in the backwoods. Yeah, where were they? Like in Atlanta or something? New Orleans, I thought. New Orleans? I thought New Orleans. I might be okay. wrong. Yeah, somewhere around there where everyone sweats a bunch. That's where they were. And it was a pretty good cast, too, man, especially at the time. Like now you kind of go, oof. But you know, you had Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, Samuel Dude. L. Jackson, Dude. Uh, Oliver Platt, Donald Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland, Ashley Judd, and then this guy named Kevin Spacey. Who at the time you'd be like, hey, hey, that's a pick. That's a Wait good a- catch right there. Would you say Samuel L. Jackson is the most famous person from that movie now? Looking at this, uh, I would put him up against uh, Matthew McConaughey. I think he's beating Matthew McConaughey. Well, it just depends on what you're talking about as beating. I mean, like, you know. How much they charge per movie? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, McConaughey doesn't have Avengers money. Oh, shoot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe one day they'll put him in, but he'll never have the money that did. I, you know what? Who am I talking? What am I even talking about? I don't even know how much they're making per movie, but still, I would assume a lot. that with Disney. Yeah. Disney and Marvel behind you, you're probably getting paid pretty well. And I can't think of uh, anything really. He does weird, not weird stuff, but he just does a bunch of random stuff. I see a lot of commercials or talking about McConaughey. Well, that two for the money movie was fantastic with him and Pacino. That's still a good movie. How old was that one? That's an older 2005. Movie. Yeah, that's an older movie. I'm talking about now. Oh, yeah. He hasn't done much since Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, well, he did that one. What was that? Interstellar. Mud. He was Mud. an interstellar, wasn't oh, he? He's in, yeah, he was an interstellar. And uh, yeah, but I usually remember that. From, <laughs> from the coke fiend from Wolf he'll of never Wall Street. he'll never leave live that down. Yeah, You see all these commercials that he's in. He's also getting into, um, you know what the call map is? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's on the call map. He does. He has that voice. Puts you to sleep. Yeah. I tried he's listening a... to the call map last night. How'd you like it? Uh, didn't put me to sleep, Steve. Wow. I'm having some trouble sleeping right now. See, I'm uh, taking better care of myself. I'll leave it at oh. that. Okay. And I'm trying to get to sleep naturally. You okay. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, for the past week or so, I have been having a little bit of insomnia. So I've been trying different approaches. And Mr. McConaughey tried to enter my dreams last night, but it didn't work. Now, when do you put on earphones and just mm-hmm. listen to the Calm app when you're trying to sleep? Mm-hmm. Huh. Or something else, an audiobook. For some reason, all the best audiobooks put me to sleep. Isn't that weird? Like, I should be into it, but they put me to sleep. The, the, the mediocre ones I tend to stay up for, or ones that are a little more, not mediocre, but uh, for instance, I was talking about Seth Rogen's yearbook. Yes. You know, it's, it's a more fun book. It's just short little essays that he's reading, and, it's, you know, mm-hmm. they're entertaining. That kind of stuff I can stay up for, but like, it or Dr. Sleep, any of those ones that I'd listen to an audiobook, I fall right to sleep. Dude, I was trying Stephen to listen to King. one about Bitcoin. That shit is like a whoo. And that's what I should have just done in the first place, actually. I'm gonna just stick with the Bitcoin audiobook. It's interesting, but I'm like out in like five minutes. That's what well, I'm doing tonight. The hard thing about Stephen King books is that he spends he'll as you know, he'll spend four chapters describing the city. My man is the and, king of exposition. Dude, and you're just like, man, if y'all don't get into this story, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, but that's his thing. He knows it's his thing. Yeah. And then right when you're ready to go, you know, I'm going to put this thing down. Action oh, kicks in. Absolutely. And then he writes his ass off for a few pages and then you're right dude, back to legit. the exposition. Dude, he's legit. The dude is, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. But you're going to sleep. You are going to go to sleep during his book. <laughs> but Bitcoin probably, the Bitcoin book sounds like a better sleeper. I think so. Yeah. It's interesting though. And I'm trying oh, to learn sure. about this stuff. So it's one of those things where I think I, I keep it because I don't want to fall asleep to it. I genuinely listen to it like in the car where I can actually pay attention to it. 
Well, that's good. Yeah. That at least you're trying to figure, you know, your big, I mean, this thing is, it's good that you learn the ins and outs of this thing. So good book. I mean, what was the book called? The Bitcoin standard is the one that I'm listening to. Okay. Right now. The decentralized alternative to central banking. Doesn't that sound like a, it sounds really good. Actually, Page Turner. Yeah. I think you like it so far. It's interesting. I'll say that it's very interesting. Because there's just so much to it. There's just so much to it that I don't understand about cryptocurrency. And I just figure if I'm dabbling in it, I might as well at least educate myself on it, you know? Yeah, I haven't heard I haven't heard uh, a bunch about crypto lately. Oh, that's I've just heard because... a bunch about AMC and a few of people text me recently. It was just like, dude, uh a friend of mine no, uh, a female friend at the gym. We were just talking about uh one of the owners owns Ethereum, Bitcoin, and uh, some Doge. And she was like, dude, do you know my AMC stock is crazy right now? I said, what? She's like, yes. I said, I thought the AMC thing had like burned out a months ago or something. She's like, no, I all of a sudden made money a week back or so. I was like, I didn't know that. I could be totally wrong about this, but I think that AMC thing is going to go by the wayside at some point. Or it's just going to go back down to like a regular costing stock you know like of course it was, sure. was it before it was uh amc I, I, oh, I can't even remember what it was before the whole amc thing happened but i was like let's just say it was like five bucks or something like that yeah and it just went up a crazy amount of money and it's all just because of whales and, and trying to buy this sh- I, don't, I don't i don't quite understand what the motive is with amc and why it keeps coming that's what i'm wondering up and you know what i mean it just keeps coming up in the conversation and i don't really know why that is but i at the moment i don't have any stock right now i'm pretty much all in cryptocurrency that's good you well, have we'll you see. have put it on into that's uh, is it going anywhere no so you're good amc could fold tomorrow well no trust me let's compare stock to cryptocurrency I'm. I think I'm more safe with stock, to be honest with you. Everything's really so volatile. Yeah, like Doge right now is super volatile. Uh, Bitcoin has is so low right now, and it keep, it keeps dropping. Ethereum right now they're playing a game of just like a little bit of up and down and up and down. But we're I don't know if it's a bear market or what. I'm just trying to, you know, read and uh, educate myself a little bit and and mm-hmm. and just know that I'm not going to get the full knowledge of what's going on until later on because you know there's people like in 20, 2017 when bit <clears throat> excuse me when bitcoin crashed and they lost everything and then they started going back at it again 2018 i think was when it came back up and then it just kind of leveled out and then we had this like 2021 surge mm-hmm. and right now because of like china not criminalizing but they're not tolerating any kind of like bitcoin or uh, excuse me cryptocurrency over there everything's just fucking wackadoodle and like this whole Elon Musk shit, I'm not trying to like bank on that at all. I just feel like I believe in what I have right now. I don't have too much into where if I lost everything, I'm done. I'm destitute. Yes. Yes. So I'm just kind of playing around with it and seeing okay. what happens. You know what I mean? I can, you can tell by the way that I'm talking that I'm not fully educated on it. And that's the frustrating part about it. But I believe in it and I just want to learn more as I go. And you're getting educated on it as we speak. I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Hey, uh, you want to talk about movies or something? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. What have you been watching? Well, this week, um, I guess I'll start with something that we both watched. Okay. If it's what I think it is, you're probably going to have a little more to say because I watched this a long time ago, but go for it. Oh, no. I was going to go to um, AQP2. Oh, let's save that one for the end. Okay. Yeah, let's save that for the end. I think that's going to be the uh, where I have the most to say. I Maybe. 
Oh, I'm curious, man. I want to see. I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say on this one, but let's just save that for a little bit. Do you have anything else? Uh, I was thinking when you were talking about something that we both watched, you were talking about uh, Love and Monsters. I did see Love and Monsters. This yeah, you were saying you're going to talk about that and you want to let the people know what's up. I had watched this movie like right when it went on VOD. So I remember it to some degree and I'll, I'll try to chime in when I can. Yeah, because it came out. This is not a new movie. No. This is a movie that came out, shoot, 2020. I guess that's not old. It's not. It's just a few months old. <laughs> I don't know why in my brain I thought it was like 2019. Still not an old movie, but yeah, we're just talking several months at this point. So what happens is this it's pretty much a story about how a kid and a bunch of groups of people are surviving what they call the monster apocalypse. What happened is they tried to shoot down a meteor and this meteor rained down a bunch of nasty radioactive material that made all bugs, all animals, everything mutate. And now you have these monster snails and monster this. And mind you, me reading the synopsis, I don't even know why I push play. I don't know why I push I I, I push play. I do I'm not entirely sure but i do like dylan o'brien and so i was like okay i'll watch dylan o'brien is like the main character and i said you know what let me go ahead and i push play and it was such a fun little movie like if you have nothing to do on a saturday night seeing these folks try to figure out how to kill these monsters and these bugs and seeing how they do like they real sometimes you'll just see a person running toward the screen and they won't show what's chasing them you'll just hear the no noise which makes you know oh the money they decided to use, they used it on very few good special effects. And the special effects are really good. These creatures are created very well. The fight scenes are very fun. And everybody that are in groups, everyone that he runs into on his on his uh, mission and his quest, it's just a wonderful like interaction he has with everybody. There's a girl in this movie that I just absolutely adored. She was played, what was her name? Because she's grown now. Uh, no, that's not her. I'm sorry. I can't even find her name. Are you talking about Minnow? Yeah. Ariana Greenblatt. Jeez, that's her? She that's got a little tan. <laughs> got a little tan. <laughs> a little bit. What was she in? The, let's see. Do I know? Oh, she was She was in Infinity War. She, she was young Gamora. She was fantastic i want to see her in everything i just had so much fun with those two the dog makes you want to buy a dog once you want to go out, i mean the dog that he ran into is just adorable um all in all i just adored this movie. i thought it was just fantastic and immediately you know what i did i looked up the after the movie was over i was like so are we getting a sequel and um, come to find out that the director, Michael Matthews, is like, not, you know what? I'm not in the mode of everything needs a sequel. We just wanted this to be a one shot deal, one story. And it's over. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I kind of <laughs> like that, actually. I mean, I at know. least with these characters, because the movie truly is about this guy. Yes. From what I remember, this guy who he just found love, like, yes. right before the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And maybe not even love, but they were together. Like, they were fully together at that point. Correct. Yeah, as yeah, like a you know, as it much as just, young people can be together. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Absolutely. I mean, they haven't been spending. But he's together. in. He's she's, fully in. Yes, yes. And she seems like she is at first, but then they get separated during the apocalypse. Correct. And things happened with her. Obviously. But like, wasn't he going to like meet her or something? Or yeah, he was wanting to meet her, and everyone's telling him, um, not to give away too much of the quest, but everyone's saying, "Hey, man, you guys are young, and sometimes with time apart, someone meets someone else." 
he ain't trying to hear it. He's nah. like, no, 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 we're still in love. True love. And everyone he runs into is just like, listen, I was where you were. And I don't think that people just hold out for each other like this. And he's just, but when you, he's not a naive kid, but he is just a super duper optimistic kid. Yeah. And it's one of these movies where no matter what's going on, like you've seen the, I guess not necessarily the premise of the movie, but the idea of the movie is still there. It's like, no matter what is going on, someone still believes in true love and they're going to go through this, whatever it is to make sure that that happens to, to find their true love again. Yes. And he's, and he's such a nice kid. He's so nice. And there's, and, and also it shows when you feel like you're not useful, that's just what you think someone else thinks about you. But when you actually hear what they think about you, it's a game changer. When people are just like, no, we believe in you. It was just beautiful. It was just, I thought when this movie, when the movie was over, again, just, I wanted a sequel. But like you said, it's a good thing where a director was just like, how about just a story that begins and ends? Sometimes you just need a one and done. That's it. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. That's, you know, he could have made one, but he's just like, no, because all you're trying to do is make money at that point. I told my story. And the story's done. And I'm like, you, you know what? You're right. The story was done because now he was way more mature. And I can tell you what happens at the end. But he goes through a metamorphosis almost. The way he carries himself is different. He's like a brand new kid at the end of this movie. It's just it's just a really fun movie. Um, I know that you haven't seen it for a while. So your rating is like, I don't, you don't even remember how good, it, you know, or how what you thought about it. I remember really wanting to talk about it. And like I was telling you, I, I thought we had. So I had to go check the website to make sure that we didn't talk. I really need to have better archives. But for whatever reason, we didn't talk about it. Now, I don't know if that just means that we ran out of time one day, which is very possible. And then we just never got back to it or what. But um, I remember wanting to talk about it because I thought it was something that you would enjoy. And it was a fun movie. So just off of memory alone, and I can't even give you like a reference, a good one anyway, you know, for the wacky yes, part of absolutely. it. But I'm going to go ahead. And I, I think this movie was probably like a two and a half out of five. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to say three out of five. I'm going to say three out of five um, Mavises. Yeah, I can't even remember the reference now. It's been that long. Uh, Mavis was a, that, and he met an android on his on his outing. And he started interacting with the android. And it was just, he finally found someone to talk to real quick before it powered down. Yeah, oh, it was it, beautiful. It, it was in like a little town, right? Yes. Like a ghost was, town or something? Yes. Yeah, I remember so, that. And then he fl- she flashed him pictures of, oh, it was just, pre- it was beautiful. Yeah, so like honestly on this one, guys, don't take my, my 2.5, uh, not that you really take any of them, you know what I'm saying. Don't take it to heart too much because it's been a while. But I do recall enjoying this movie and I think it's totally worth a watch. Yes. Cool. Cool, man. Yeah, good choice on that one. You just saw it and said, that's what I'm going to watch this week. Huh? I, li- I I was going through, I had not turned on my cable box for like a month and a half. And I said, you know what? Let me just make sure that this thing <laughs> like still works. And so I started going through like Showtime. I was like, hey, Showtime. I haven't seen you for a while. And on uh, Showtime, the new movie was Love and Monsters. And I said, huh, I like Dylan O'Brien. Let me push play. And it was great. Man, I can't remember the last time I turned on Showtime. I forgot I had Showtime, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's some good stuff on Showtime. There's some good shows, too. So I'm like, I'm going to peep Showtime right now. Yeah, I'm getting back to it, man. I'm nowhere near at the level I was a couple of years ago or even last year. Where I was just watching everything under the sun on all platforms and everything like that. But uh, I'm watching a fair share of stuff. And it's one of those things where I'm just I'm taking recommendations at this point and listening to people. Like if I hear several people talking about something, that's where I tend to go. 
But yes. I kind of like doing those ones where it's like, well, let me take a chance on the unknown, you know, and, and uh, recommend some stuff to people too. But get back to it. What you, you know, got, bro? Well, I did watch the Friends reunion on HBO Max last week. Mm-hmm. That thing blew up, dude. Like that—that that was like one of their highest rating things that they put out so far, which makes sense. You know what I mean? Like every—I know you're not a Friends fan, but millions and millions of Friends absolutely. fans all around the world. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will tell you that I absolutely loved it, dude. I thought yeah. it was going to be not as good as it was because. When I first heard about it, I thought they were going to do like maybe a one-off episode. I was praying they weren't going to do what they've done with Full House, where they try to get them all back together in a room for yeah. a season to capture, recapture the magic, magic rather. Because after watching this, whereas I feel that they probably do an okay job with it, they've just grown too much. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like Absolutely. it's just it's not the same people. You watch the uh, people all get together again. So you got Jennifer Aniston, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, Lisa Kudrow, and. Um, Oh, God. And Courtney Cox. And what was cool about it is I don't think they really knew how this was going to go down. They probably knew that they were going to be either sitting in a room and having a conversation with someone, you know, asking questions or whatever. But they did not know that when they walked into the studio that they had reconstructed the entire friend set. So, you know, they're walking in after like 17 years and it's like, wow, that was pretty cool. You know, like the way that this um, if you have any involvement or attachment to friends, HBO Max does a very good job of like bringing you back in and giving you those feels that you know they they want you to get out of this because it's like why bring people back for 17 years to just kind of go like eh, that was that was nice but kind of a yeah. pointless reunion you know so they're really trying to get them back into that vibe again and it's pretty cool because like most of them click right back in again like even their mannerisms change and when they're all on the set and they're all sitting in like Monica Monica's house in um, Rachel's house or apartment rather they just like. David Schwimmer just goes right back into Ross like it's nothing. Uh, same thing with Jennifer Aniston and even even uh, Courtney Cox to a degree. And like there's like um, Matt LeBlanc. He's pretty much Joey all the time without the how you doing kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, so he was pretty much there, too. But the thing that really I won't spend too much like negative time on it because there's really not a lot of negative to it. But the thing that I really couldn't get past on this one was Matthew Perry, because I don't know if you know anything about his past, but the poor guy, yeah. like, like he, his career, like shit tanked yeah. and, you know, even on friends, it almost shit tanked because he was going, there were periods of time where he was like super skinny, all sucked up. Cause he was on, I think it was a, uh, like Oxycontin and shit like that. Don't quote me, but I think he, I think pills were his back and, um, he looked like shit for a season. And then the next season he'd come back and he was like really a heavy set, you know, and you could just tell he was going through it and he kept his body kept changing and you could tell sometimes he was in it more. Chandler was always a fantastic character, but when I watched it the way that I did, I think, and as well as a lot of other people, I think you notice, you just see it. Like it's, there's just something off outside of like his physical appearance. There's something off and we come to find out. Yeah. He had a, a massive drug addiction. So they bring them back. And, you know, for the camera, everyone's lovey-dovey and stuff yeah. like that. But they're having this thing where it's like, um, it's James Corden. Is it Corbin? I don't like Corden, right? James Corden? Yes. Okay, so he's the one that's hosting the show, and he's talking to them. And they're all, like, in front of the fountain and everything. And, you know, nostalgia's kicking in. And, like I said, they're sort of in character to some degree. But they're talking about, oh, yeah, you know, ever since, you know, since 17 years ago, we all keep in touch. We all... Uh-oh. We get Uh-oh. together from time to time. We call each other. And again, don't quote me. I'm just sort of saying roundabout yeah, of what I they're think talking I smell about. I know where this is kind of going, actually. And, and so I want to say that what I'm about to say had a laugh afterwards. But I got to be honest with you. I, I don't. I think it was more of an uncomfortable laugh. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, I'll explain what I'm talking about. So Matthew Perry goes, well, no one's called me. Like, 
everyone was keeping in touch with each other. He's like, well, no one's really called me. And then you get a laugh, right? But then you kind of look at their faces, dude, and it's like, I believe it. <laughs> I believe yeah. it to be true, you know? Yeah. And it was really messed up as I was watching on TikTok. They're like, you know, you saw that scene, the scene I'm talking about right now. And there was music, a little bit of music behind it and laughter. They go, let's take all of that away for a second. And it just shows him do that, trans, you know, the whole transaction. He goes, well, no one's really called me. And then it just goes to their faces. Bro, there's there's truth there. I don't think anyone's talking to Matthew Perry. It's it's really sad, actually. You know, yeah, I'm assuming and I'm this is taking the best possible bend on it. Yeah, I maybe when you have a group of friends and maybe all of them thought, oh, crap, I thought you did. Oh, crap. I thought you did because they know I didn't call them. I assumed everyone else were calling them. And maybe it was one of those things you're like, oh, crap. None of us did. Yeah. Or maybe it was a bit. I have no clue. It, you know, it very well could have been. But if you watch it, I might just send you a clip so you know what I'm talking about. I don't I don't think he's lying, dude. <laughs> really don't i think it was this awkward okay let's keep going kind of thing but i could be wrong because it seems like everyone else was talking to each other and they all had like you know oh yeah we, we get together every so often blah 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 there was none of that with matthew perry and it's sad i'm not making fun of it i, I feel bad for the guy so i fell down a rabbit hole one night and I'm, I'm looking up because um one of the things that they said on there and it's very true is that he was slurring on the show mm-hmm. pretty badly and when you watch it you go oh yeah that's he's definitely either on something or something's going on and the story that's floating right now is that he was in a lot of pain, facial pain, and he had some dental work done. So he was kind of numb. And that's why. But it, to oh. me, it's, it sounds like PR stuff. And again, I'm not trying to cause any scandal. Why would I cause scandal on this show? But anyway, I was watching when I fell down this rabbit hole, I started finding out that he was doing cameo appearances. now. Is that a good sign? When you, what do you, what do you mean by cameo? When you start doing cameo. You know what cameo is, right? The app. You're talking about the app or actual yes. cameo? Okay. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I see where I see where I confused you. Yeah. No cameo. Like he's he's on cameo doing okay. videos for people. Oh, okay. is that? I mean, I guess at this point, it's really not that. No, because even Matthew McConaughey does it. Right. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. And he's. I mean, he's apparently making a lot of money. He makes like nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh, I'm talking about Matthew Perry. It's a great cameo that he does. Yeah. That's not. That's not. Uh, Chump change, really. You do 20 a day, that's 20 yeah, racks in your pocket. For sure, right? But I was watching one of them, and uh, it was bad, dude. He's just like, hey, Karen, this is Matthew Perry. And he was just like really slurring. Really? Felt, yeah, dude. And I just felt so bad for the guy, because Chandler is one of my all-time favorite characters. I love the show, Friends. I mean, I've watched it the whole season several times, and I just I love the show, which is why I wanted to watch this so badly. And it was just kind of sad. I'm not going to dwell on that because there's lots of other good stuff with the Friends reunion. Uh, they bring back a lot of people. Uh, they bring back uh, the Gellers, parent, you know, Monica and, and, and uh, Ross. Excuse me. Monica and Ross's parents is what I'm trying to say. They bring back um, just like just these these little characters from from little parts like the hand model. If you guys know what I'm talking about, they bring back uh, the guy. I forget his name. He's from Kids in the Hall. They bring him back. But the person that they didn't bring back, who was a pretty significant person in the last couple of seasons, was Paul Rudd. And it made me wonder, is Paul Rudd too famous or is Paul Rudd in the middle of doing something, you know? But it just seems like he should have been there. And I don't really know why he was Paul Rudd is, is, is. He's on fire. Um, I wouldn't say that he's, I mean, even though, don't get me wrong, friends, don't get me wrong. He's famous. But I'm not saying, I don't think he's too famous to do a friend reunion. That's what I'm saying. He must have so been busy. It? Maybe that's it has to be that again. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to bring any drama to it, but it was no. just kind of odd. Like he you felt his absence a little bit, even though he wasn't part of the main cast. You know what I mean? 
but they uh it was just kind of funny they were they did a lot of like sets where they would let's go sit in the in the you know the monica and rachel's living room and they would play like some of the games that they played before again bringing back you know celebrities that were on the show and stuff like that oh, cool. lady gaga makes an appearance for some awkward reason i thought that was probably the most awkward part of the whole show was um i don't know i know you didn't watch friends but uh phoebe who's played by lisa kudrow used to she was like a you know like a real free spirit and she would like an independent musician that would play outside of coffee houses with the mm-hmm. guitar and stuff like that and there was this song called Smelly Cat that she would sing. I heard that song. Okay. All right. So, you know, it's goofy, whatever. But she comes back on into the uh, central perk, the couch where they're sitting all the time. And she starts to play this song. Now, I know this is already, it's like a scripted thing. But then, like, Lady Gaga walks in, dressed like how Phoebe dressed in that particular episode. And she's like, well, can I sing along with you? So, you know, you've got the Phoebe character who doesn't really sing that well, but can carry a tune. And then you have Lady Gaga that is like overdoing it like okay we get it lady gaga you can see we got it yeah we understand that you can go super high with your voice and turn this into you know, do you know what i mean it just felt yeah. like, a, like a one up and kind of thing yeah i i didn't like it very much and then they kind of saved it because then like a a choir comes in in the background and makes it a little more funny but i was like god damn it could, we could have gone was this, was this necessary because well here's the thing you know how i am with musical things and shows yeah this was a little cringy <laughs> Yeah. But what saved it, I think, is that Lisa Kudrow was in the character of Phoebe. So she's like, well, yeah, I kind of like the way I did it better. You know what I mean? After this big to do. So it was kind of saved, but it was probably the most cringy part of the whole show for me. That and the and the the Matthew Perry thing. Other than that, without getting into every little nuance of the show, I got to tell you that it's like an hour over an hour long, maybe an hour and 40 minutes or something like that. And it's fucking fantastic. If you were a Friends fan and you just, you know, you love the show and all the little bits that they have. The little, you know, the, the one with this, the one with that. That's what they used to title their shows like that. The one with whatever, you know, um, they they bring back some of the best moments. And you can tell, again, with the exception of possibly Matthew Perry, that these people truly care for each other and they get emotional during this, you know, and by them getting emotional. God damn it. It got me, Steve. I got emotional. Like, I'm, I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I didn't have tears coming down my face at some parts, not just yeah. because I was happy to see all five, five of them there, but a good producer knows how to pull it out of them. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And it's, it's very, it's a very touching show. It was something that I think needed to be seen. I wish I had someone here that was a friends fan that I could like bounce stuff off. Cause I think I'd have a better conversation with it. But being that you're not a friends fan and you didn't watch the show, I will just go ahead and let you people know that I think it's a fantastic reunion. I think it needed to happen. And uh, they hit the mark. I think that it's smart that they don't do any more friends spinoffs or anything like that just kind of let it go where it is but it was nice to see them again as i don't expect to see them all in the same room ever again probably but i i highly rate this and uh as far as like um you know like a non-movie non-series kind of thing it's just a one-off special i loved it i'm gonna give it like a four and a half out of five and uh just to be lazy i'm gonna go ahead and call it smelly cats i'm gonna give it four out of five four and a half out of five smelly cats steve that's my rating did the Rembrandts come and do the show theme? Oh, that was fucked up. You know what? Thank you for reminding me because I was listening to uh, Jake on PCL talk about that. And he's like, how pissed do you think they were? Because no, <laughs> they didn't. Have they didn't? Back. No, huh. they didn't have them come back. And it's just like, I don't understand why. They featured the video that they were in, but they didn't have the Rembrandts come back. And I don't know. like Maybe they broke up. I was wondering. Or... Yeah, maybe they hate each other. Is one of them dead? Yeah, I have no that idea. could be a thing. Because yeah. I, do you know any other songs by the Rembrandts? I'm surprised you know that. The shit that you know fascinates me. Sometimes. But I wouldn't. I would imagine that they got so stupid paid off that they don't have to make any more hit songs. True. That is you major. can live off your royalties forever on that one. Oh, dude. Oh well, but if you hate each other, 
yeah, you're not going to come back for no freaking reunion. I don't know, man. Do you think that money's still, I guess it's still pretty good. Oh, it's silly. I mean, right now it's probably, they're probably getting checks right now. Like, oh, hey, I'm glad this is back because I'm sure people are listening to the Rembrandt somewhere because of the Friends nostalgia. But For sure, dude. I have never heard another Rembrandt song in my life. I couldn't tell you if they're, you know, I don't think, let's put it this way. Like, when that song comes on the radio, I'm not all, yeah. (laughs) And if it was just to come on the radio without the help of Friends, I don't think I would have ever paid attention to the song. So, you know. it That's was a me. good pull. It was whoever pulled that as the theme song. It was a good pull. It definitely works. It's better than some. It's memorable. And you know, as soon as you hear, yes. you know exactly. Yes, absolutely. I'm, yes. It's, it's a massive thing, this friends. And it's like, they show a lot of people about how friends affected them. A lot of people, when I was lonely and I had no friends, these are my friends, you know, that kind of stuff. That's kind of pulls at your heartstrings a little bit, but it's just all in all, it's just a really well done special. And uh, if you are, remotely a fan of friends i totally think you should watch this if you have hbo max would i get hbo max just for the friends reunion probably not i probably have a buddy loan me their password or something like that but it's totally worth a watch i'm thinking um who is the most because i love matthew uh, i'm watching a show that is that matthew perry is on right right now mm-hmm. and he's he kills it but who would you think is the most successful out of the friends post friends so real quick, let me ask you a question. Is this Matthew Perry now is on the show? Yeah. Okay. I'd be, I would be very interested to see that actually. What is the show? The Good Fight. The Good Fight. He plays a douchey lawyer and he does it incredibly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't stand this guy. I'm going to have to check that out just to see. Does he look normal? Yeah. Um. Uh. He talks strange. Okay. Like I, there's I, something I feel, in his mouth. I feel bad like pointing out things. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to make light of how he looked or I'm not trying to make fun of his appearance or something, but you know, obviously when people get older, their faces change and his face changed so much. I don't know if it had to do with like, because quite honestly, a lot of them are Botoxed out for this. Oh dude, Jennifer Aniston looks different. Jennifer Aniston for the first time I can say, and I'm not hating on her because I think she's a beautiful woman, but it was the first time that I noticed that time has kind of started to affect her. And it's, it's normal. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. it, it was noticeable in this. And there it was notice. It was weird watching them. And there was a lot of mean shit being said on Twitter about their appearances that I'm not really, get into. but I mean, it all just had to come down to the fact that they're older and Botox and things like that are involved. I mean, it, it seemed like uh, Matt LeBlanc was having a chill time. Matt LeBlanc the- is the only one that I don't think he has any Botox done and he's just living life, dude. Yeah. He's like, just like, whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of memes that were going around about he, how he was like your 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 uncle, your Irish uncle or something like that. Because, you know, he's sitting when they when they all come together for the first time, they're not dressed nicely because this is just them in the studio by themselves, you know, kind of just reuniting again. So they come in in their street clothes and he shows up and he's got like a like a button down short sleeve shirt on like a Dockers kind of shirt. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it's all like tucked in and like, oh, well, Matt's been living. Matt's been living well. You know, he looks how he looks happy. He's got some weight on him, but he looks he looks the same outside of like gray hair and stuff. His face looks like it doesn't hasn't had any like Botox or plastic surgery or anything. And he just looked happy as hell. I like him best on want. the show. Yeah, yeah that's totally. what you want. And I like I, I watched all the seasons of episodes of his show. I loved that show so much that I was angry when it ended. Angry. He was fantastic. I don't even think I've ever seen that. It's, I, fan, I, it's an amazing show. I don't but he, think I have the any funny familiarity part. With, outside of friends with him. I know he's been on other things, but I just haven't seen them. Here's the funny part. He plays a guy that was in a very popular show trying to boost his career again. And I'm like, I see what you're doing. 
That's <laughs> pretty cool. Art imitates life. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I know what you guys are thinking, so let me just go ahead and make a show about that. Me trying to be like, hopefully no one sees me as that guy anymore. But every time someone stops him in the street, it's, you know, hey, you're guy, you know. So it's, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. I see it. So you might as well just lean into it. And he did. And it's a fantastic show. Good for him. Good for him. I remember right after Friends ended about, I don't know, maybe a year or two after that, they tried to do a spinoff where it was called Joey, where Joey moves to Hollywood to become, he was a struggling actor in the show. Yeah. So he moves to Hollywood to try to make it big. And I think I watched like the first two episodes and I'm like, okay, well, it's clearly not Friends, but it's, it's okay. And that shit tanked so fast. I felt so bad. For the guy. It's like, you, tr- you know, you try, right? All you can do is try. Yeah, he's good. I, I've never seen something uh, like a show with him in it that I didn't like him. He's a very likable guy. You know what? Honestly, if you ever just bored one day, you should probably check it out. I mean, it's not like you're going to if you haven't seen the show, you probably won't get a lot of the references. But just as far as like the human interaction goes and how they play this whole thing out, it's totally yeah. worth the watch. Yeah. Someone told me about that. Someone, uh, a friend of mine gave me all of Seinfeld's disc sets. And I was like, dude, I can't. He's like, dude, just keep it for as long as you need because you have to watch this. And then someone else is like, and watch Friends. And so I was like, okay, I need to watch both of those one day. I have tried to rewatch Seinfeld. And where it's still funny, it's just like, okay, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't get all the way through it again. You know, the way it ended wasn't fantastic. I really wasn't the biggest Seinfeld fan. I appreciated the show. I know it was like the top show forever. Dude, but he was a dick so about much it. Money. Seinfeld makes- was a dick about that show. All right, what was it on? Was it Larry King? Yeah, he was on a Larry King interview. Do you know who I am? Yeah, he yeah. was. Do you know yeah. who I am? That was funny, though. He kept, I was like, no, it was funny until he kept bringing it back up again. He had an attitude yeah. after that. And that's just him being a dick. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, dude. No, no. I mean, he sold the syndication for dang near a billion dollars. It's a lot of money for a show. I think that Larry King was just trying to have a conversation. I don't think the question that he actually asked him was truly how he meant it. Because it was something like, I think he was like narrating for the audience, if you will. Yes, you know, and yes. he's like, so, you know, you didn't get canceled. You chose to, you know, that was that thing. You didn't yeah. get canceled. You chose to quit. And that just pissed Jerry Seinfeld off, dude. And he would not let up. Well, and also, like, if we're going to be real, it's more Larry David. Because you can see where Larry David went off and did another yeah, popular did. show. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I David's see where this comedy came from. Yeah, I'm like, I see where the comedy comes from. But without Larry, without Seinfeld, there is no Seinfeld. But Larry David is the brains behind the beast. Probably the the idea of the show, I would guess. Oh, like, no this question. is You know, we want to have this show where it's almost a loose, kind of a loose script. I wonder if that's how Seinfeld was to some degree, where they, they did have some uh, some liberties. In the script. You know what I mean? While they're yeah. filming. Oh, I mean, dude, it's Larry, Larry David. For his show now, he doesn't have a script. He gives them an idea and says, all right, let's go. Here's the idea of what we're doing. All right, action. And they just freestyle. Hmm. It's really good, too. You would never know. <laughs> oh, I was going to say one more thing. And it's just because it was like, ooh, when I saw it on the Friends reunion, uh, Matt LeBlanc is talking about this one episode where they were uh, him and Chandler were fighting for this chair in, in Monica's apartment. Right. It was like, mm-hmm. I got up. Hey man, that's my chair. Why is it your chair? It was, it's a really famous episode. Uh, but there's this one part where Chandler walks into the room. Joey's in the room. They, they lock eyes and then they like run for the chair to see who's going to get into it. And mm-hmm. like Joey hops into it. Right. So they're showing like an outtake of that. And he does that. He jumps, 
he lands on the chair and his fucking shoulder just dislocates. Oh, and he, you, that's what he said. <laughs> he's like laying there and you could tell that he's in pain and they're like, cut. And he just like walks off and then it's like, it gets all quiet and everything. And he's just like, yeah, watch this. They're watching, you know, them now they're watching this happen. They're just like, Oh shit. But yeah, that was pretty interesting. That's pretty dope. Yeah. That's, Did that's any of them the date? Comedy. Yes. Well, not date, but in the first season. And honestly, I think this is why this combination works so well, is that actually um, David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston had the hots for each other in season one. So oh, while they're getting this whole thing up about Monica and Ross, excuse me, not Monica and Ross, Rachel and Ross having their relationship, their budding relationship, it was actually budding on the show. And they talk about that, too. Like, did you guys know? Yeah, we all knew. How could you not know? It was just, you know, when you have that real sexual kind of tension. Uh, of course. But apparently they never acted on it. So they say, which is funny because Matt LeBlanc was like, mm hmm. <laughs> he said something. He like knows. That. Yeah. He's he like, knows. yeah, sure. He said something to that effect. And I'm just, you know, who knows? But um, there's awesome, this one man. scene where where Rachel and Ross have their first kiss at the I believe. It's I've seen the, that scene at the end. It's a very good scene, you know? Yes. And uh, I that, think it I think it's the scene I'm thinking about. This is the one about his prom. And he didn't like he dressed up to take her. Oh, no, no. Well, maybe maybe that was in. I know the scene. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm pretty sure it's in that same one. But this is talking about like, why didn't you ever like, what the hell? Why didn't you ever make your move? Why didn't you make your move? Let's fight about it. We have this argument at closing time in Central Perk. Ross leaves. She closes the door. She locks the door. She goes and she sits down. She starts crying. And then she looks up and Ross is standing there. She opens up the door and they kiss. It's very good. Scene. Uh, but when they did that scene, they had never had any kind of like physical contact before, but we're like totally into each other. Mm-hmm. So that's a real fucking kiss that you see on that. It's cool. I just like the way that they, they illustrated everything and they talked about. That's really cool. There's tons of good behind the scenes stuff and hilarious bloopers on the show, like, like gut busting bloopers. It's, it's watch this show. I'm done talking about it, but it's fantastic. That's a raving review, man. What else you got? It's a raving review. I have raving reviews from this point on, just so you know. Spoilers. Okay. All right. So I went into the theater the other day, and I watched Cruella with Emma Stone. This is directed by Craig Gillespie, uh, written by Dana Fox, Tom McNamara, Aline Brosh McKenna. And again, it stars Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Joel Fry, Paul Walter Hauser. Uh, gosh, who else is in this one? Um, Mark Strong, who's fantastic in this movie. And, and uh, just a list of other people. Now, I'm going to start off by saying that I wasn't a big fan of 101 Dalmatians, even as a kid. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't the one of the movies that I was really into. You know, I've seen it had multiple times over the years to watch it, and I just decided not to. Any of the remakes, I never watched any of those. And I wasn't like a, you know, a Cruella or a 101 Dalmatian hater. It just was one of those things that I'd never really cared to watch. Yes. And then also, when it comes to like the Disney live action movies, I'm not into those whatsoever. They're just not my cup of tea. and. I find them to be quite boring. You know what I mean? I feel like Disney's kind of really fallen off when it comes to like movies like Cinderella. And again, if you like these fantastic, I'm happy for you. Aladdin, Cinderella, Jungle Book, uh, Lion King. I just thought they were all kind of mediocre at best. And now we're onto something with uh, this, the origin story of Cruella and bro, I got to tell you, I fucking loved this movie. I thought it was really, really, really good. I'll kind of give a little quick review about it. I'll give you like the premise of the story. Basically, it tells a story of Estella, who is uh, her alter ego as a kid is Cruella because she has like a mean streak in her and her mother calls her Cruella as a joke, you know, because she's got this bit of a dark side and she's always getting in trouble in school and stuff like that. And her actions caused her to get expelled. And because of this, they're going to leave town. They're going to leave their little small town and they're going to move to London. 
So on the way to London, her mother's like, hey, I got to stop off at this place real quick and handle something. Wait in the car. So they drive up to this big ass mansion on this cliff. And, uh, you know, because she's Estella, the the mischievous little girl, of course, she doesn't listen. And she ends mm-hmm. up it's, now I will say that this movie does have a few tropes that I thought wouldn't work, but they do. OK, this is one of them. Uh, she has this dog with her. She finds this dog and she befriends it. And her and the dog sneak into this big party. OK, <laughs> so you kind of know. And you're like right when you walk in, they're showing there's lots of cakes, tall cakes. And yeah. So you know where this kind of thing goes. Of course. Goes. So, but, but for some reason, these little tropes work in this particular movie where they don't always work in the other ones. Because at first, I was trying to find ways to sort of pick it apart. Not that I didn't want to like the movie, but I'm like, I'm used to Disney live action movies letting me down. You know what I mean? Of course. So I'm yeah. trying to like pick it apart a little bit. But it, uh, without getting into that whole scene, it didn't do that. So what ends up happening is she ends up seeing this, this person off in the distance where they're standing on this like uh, balcony over this cliff. And this person causes her Dalmatians, these three Dalmatians to get her mom. Her mom had gone over there to ask this person for money so she could move to London. And she's like very apologetic about whatever might have happened. But she's like, you know, you'll never see me again. I just need this amount of money. This person has her mom pushed off of this cliff and killed by these Dalmatians. Okay, and she sees this all happen. So Estella escapes this situation and uh, she leaves for the city and she becomes this like orphan kid who gets taken in by these street urchins okay, by the name of Jasper and Horace, who are played by Paul Walter Hauser and Joel Fry. They teach her how to be a petty thief and that's how they make their living. And they found this little flat that they have t- squatted in basically. And they become these great friends. So you fast forward like 10 years later and there's, this is where it starts changing. The story changes a little bit and it starts to get a little bit reminiscent of the devil wears Prada because you now have the Baroness who's played by Emma Watson She's like the king, the queen of fashion. No one is bigger than her. And she's a you know, terrible person and all that stuff. Uh, Estella finds her way into working with her and it gets a little devil worse product because you do have that dynamic where you have like the uh, the Meryl Streep character. She takes her under her wing because she's got style. Something happens, which I won't get into because I'm not going to break down the whole movie for you, but it puts her at odds with the Baroness, puts Estella at odds with the Baroness. And because Estella has a very good sense of fashion, she channels Cruella, who basically becomes like her new alter ego. She channels Cruella to kind of she's like undercover. She goes in as Estella during the day and she works yeah. for the Baroness. But then as Cruella, she creates all these badass like real. First of all, let me just say that if they don't get a nomination for like uh, costume design in this one. Yeah, they have failed because the costume design is fantastic in this shit. Everything fucking fantastic. The cinematography, the soundtrack, everything is fantastic in this one. Like surprisingly fantastic. So through like these gorilla, like for instance, you know, uh, the Baroness will be having like an art show or a party or something like that. And through these like gorilla drop-ins, her and her crew, Cruella and her crew, like upstage her big time. And she becomes like this, almost like a, uh, like a Banksy. Like who is yeah. this? You know what I'm saying? Which immediately puts the, the evil Baroness at odds with her who just plans on basically getting her killed. That's kind of the plot of the movie. Take that with what you will. And now I just want to say that, the acting in this movie is way, way, way better than I expected it to be. I mean, I wasn't expecting bad acting because when you have Emma Stone and you have Emma Watson, excuse me, Emma Thompson, you're just not going to get bad acting. You may not like the movie, but it is what it is. At least that's my opinion. I, there's really nothing that Emma Stone does that I just have gone like, oh, that's terrible, you know. Um, but the combination of all the acting, these people together, and like I said, the the incredibly stylish design, the the production design, the wardrobe, all of that combined with this fantastic soundtrack. I mean, you've got Florence and the Machine on here, Supertramp, Queen, The Doors, Ike and Tina Turner, The Ohio Players, 
Nina Simone, Bee Gees, ELO, The Clash, Blondie, and a whole bunch more. And it just makes it for a different vibe of a Disney movie. Different than any of the Disney movies that I've seen that are in that that lore of like, you know, remakes of classics or anything like that. It's just fucking fantastic. It's so well played. And the end just makes you want more. I don't know if they're really, maybe it's another one of those times where like you, you, you could get a sequel because it sets up to where we, we now have like an established Cruella at the end of this movie, but where you go from there, who knows? Right. Because they do have to eventually take it up to the, if they wanted to, they could take it all the way to the 101 Dalmatians part. And then there you go. I kind of think they should just leave it alone, but I have a feeling this movie's going to make a lot of money, you know, in the theater. Now movies are back and they're booming and it's packed in there. I've been looking at like a, on my Regal app, just seeing how people are going to the movies at certain times and the theaters are packed all the time now. So cinema's back. So this is a great summer movie. Uh, I think it's a family kind of, it's a, it's a movie you could take your family to. And there's, I mean, yes, there's kind of violence in it, but it's Disney violence. It's totally watchable. You're going to end up enjoying yourself with this one. It's way, way, way better than I expected it to be because I was just thinking, ah, it's just something to talk about for this week. Yeah. It's new. And no, I'll watch it again and I'll probably watch it again after that too. I think she's fantastic in this movie. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good, man. I think you would dig it. And the whole thing's taking place during like the 1970s punk era in London. So, so the, like I said, the soundtrack really contributes to that. But, uh, the person that steals the show in this, no matter how good Emma Stone is, Emma Thompson kills it as the Baroness, dude. She's fantastic in this. And she deserves some, some kind of accolades for this. I don't know if she's going to get any type of like award for it or anything, but she deserves the accolades because she's so good. She steals the scene and it just shows how strong of an actor she is. So um, I'm going to give this a, a very enthusiastic four out of five dog whistles. Dog whistle. That's a good, that's a guy. I'm imagining when I, when I watch the movie, I'll be like, Hey, I know why he said that when hey. he said it. Yeah, exactly. You'll explain <laughs> that to you. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to watch it though. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to watch it. Cause I, I've heard nothing but good things about this movie. Yeah. I look forward to your thoughts on this one, man. It's like I said, I was just thinking like, okay, I know what I'm getting myself into to some degree. Not the case at all. I don't understand how people are saying, sorry, I don't understand how people are saying that it has Joker vibes to it. I don't really get that outside of it's an origin story that's uh, a little more edgy outside of I, like, I the I think Disney. what it is, is having read one of those, um, they were saying because they're trying to give a reason that a person ended up being this way instead of just having them in, in intrinsically evil. Right, like a backstory where you empathize. Yeah, with be like, see, I, I they weren't that. always evil. Sure. See? They they're like why they're trying to rejuvenate these not these evil just some people should just be evil that's what they think. I get that. I get it's it. Just, I get it. And yeah. I think that would I would probably limit the comparisons to that in my opinion. But I kind of see where they're coming from when you put it that way. That's dope, man. Four out of five. All right, cool. What else you got? Yeah, very good. I think uh, I've got one more, and this is the one that we were going to talk about in the first place. And Let's I'm ready, it. sir. I'm ready. Go for it. All right. Okay, so I'm having a wonderful weekend. So, and here's when I knew that something was amidst. Um, I was uh, lollygagging around the uh, theater app. You know, I was sitting there. I was like, I think I'm going to get tickets to Quiet Place. And I go, and it's not even allowing me to purchase. And I said, that might be coincidence. No big deal. And so I go to the theater in Clovis. For all of you that aren't local, it's a hoity-toity area. And I go there and they're like, yeah, we're sold out too. I said, oh, this is going to be a thing. So I had to buy tickets for the following day. And that was already, they also sold a few of those tickets. So already, uh, and we're talking about a quiet place too. Mm. 
And I wanted to text Dan and be like, I think you were right to go during the week. Because you I know were doing the week. I was right, right to go during the week, too. Yeah. I was like, this, that's because no other movie had done that yet. And so, um, Quiet Place 2, directed by John Krasinski. Um, I would give you the breakdown, but I'm assuming you saw, you've seen A Quiet Place 1. Would you and like it, me to read the, what they have yes, on IMDb? Yes. Following the events at home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. Directed by John Krasinski, written by John Krasinski, Scott Beck, and Brian Woods, and stars Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, Killian Murphy, uh, Noah Jupe. How, okay, I never know how to say Hansu's first name. How do you say it? Jimin? I thought it was Jimin. Jimin Hansu. Okay. So yeah. it briefly has a little Jimin Hansu in it. I have, I, an, get into. I have an issue with that, by the uh, way. Me too. That's that probably my only issue, actually. <laughs> but, uh, we can get into like, it, dude. Are we doing this, really? Yeah, yeah. Let's rock and roll with this one, dude. I've got things to say. Dude, okay. I, I The thing is, I, I as much as I want to say, it all, it all boils down to one thing. I think John Krasinski is next. Come on. I think he's next. I think he's next too. Dude. Like I think he is the horde. No, okay. I think he's one, he's one of the up and coming cuz I got to remember Guillermo del Toro exists on this planet. I think that he is the next horror director. That that cuz he has an interesting eye. Now mind you, I do believe he's not going to do any more horror movies. I think this is it. I have a feeling he's going to do different things now, but I really enjoyed the way that he shoots, the way that he uh, creates tension, uh, even when nothing was happening. Mind you, when the th- before the movie started, there was an, uh, a couple that was so loud that we were kept on looking over there like, oh, no. Like the guy was like, I'm a size 10. Are you a size 10? Yeah. Oh, you're a size 11. Man, my feet get in my way of the screen. Like that loud. And we're sitting there like, oh, this is going to be a trouble. And it kept on going. Even when they did that weird roller coaster thing on the screen, he was still going. When they did the, the trailers. Uh, yep. Through the trailers, still going. The only time he kind of chilled during the trailer was Top Gun's trailer. All of a sudden, he wanted to see his boy. Hey, that was a good trailer, by the way. Oh, dude. I think it was a little bit newer, right? Here's what they could have done. They could have shown him riding the motorcycle down the street and then said Top Gun. <laughs> What was cool is I'm listening. I'm like, oh, we talked to these dudes. We talked to this. No big deal. That was you know cool. That's my cool. folks right there. What's going on, honey? A little little Blitz Berlin there for you, ladies and gentlemen. But dude, the way that when he said, I couldn't, I can't believe you. Uh, he's like, I'm surprised to be back. He's like, you mean ordered back? <laughs> he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> I said, this is going to be great. But you know who they haven't shown yet? Who? Iceman. Okay. I'm only saying this for the point of where we're going. We should probably get back on a quiet place too. Yes. <laughs> no, but I'm, is, is I'm Iceman? In, he's in the movie, right? I. Hmm. Okay, never mind. Never mind. You I'm might know sure. something I don't. I'm not sure. Never mind. I heard both, so I'm not entirely. Okay, sure. Okay, I'm not going to be spoiled. Cool. Okay. All right. Back I'm to a quiet place too. All right. So, um, I he was talking then, and he kind of quieted then, but he just kept on going. Let me tell you something. As soon as the movie starts and it's dead silent. He got dead silent. Yeah. I had the same woes. In my I fear. said, look at John Krasinski. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at John. And I think the beginning, uh, the giving them a, a sort of background and they didn't go super into it where it's just like, oh, the scientific reason these. Uh, nope. They're just like, I don't know. Aliens. What are you going to do? I don't even know what their point is 
on this planet, but they were just like, don't need to give them a point. They kill people. Next question. Yeah. And I was like, thank you, John. Appreciate it. It's a freaking asteroid that fell to Earth and some of it, some of its uh, inhabitants were on there and it, they, that's what they do. That's what they do. They, they have no people. mission. They kill nope. blindly, literally blindly. They just kill anything inside because that's what they do. The predators. I thought it was a really good opening, even in the middle. Um, I will say this. I love the I, I thought I, I liked the movie a lot. I hope that this is it. I think it was solid. It was good. It didn't give me the chills I got on the first one, though. I thought it was just a solid, fun horror movie. The end. I uh, I just think one thing I just just I kept on coming back to is John Krasinski has got an eye. Like even on parts where I was just like, eh, it was it still looked amazing. What he was doing was just like, wow, this guy has had like of all the dialogue in the in the whole movie. Do you think the dial of the verbal dialogue? Do you think it breaks three pages? That's a good point. Yeah, right around there somewhere. Maybe, but way it, more than last time. Way more than because there's a there's I'm not I can't even say why there's going to be more talking in this one. Let's just say that there's more than a few people in this one. There's oh, more I'm, than a because I didn't expect that. This is that a spoiler review, me. but I, you know what? No, Steve, this is a spoiler review. Let's do it, dude. This movie, I want to talk about this movie. I really do. Okay, let's, nobody's let's, seen it yet, guys. If you haven't seen it yet, that's cool. I understand. Don't listen to this because I'm about to spoil this motherfucker. I'm just letting you know right now. I thought that I, I think that this movie is just a an all around. It sucks that uh, it's coming out on Paramount Plus in July, and it sucks that Shutter couldn't get it, because I think this is right up Shutter's alley, <laughs> you know. But hey, what are you gonna do? I thought it was fun. I was entertained from the beginning to the end. And John Krasinski is. I can't wait to see what he does next. But what did you think about the movie? I'm surprised that, uh, how you rated this, actually. You haven't rated it yet, but I'm surprised of your yet. opinion on the movie because yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, and I've put thought into this one because I know what you would say if I just said what, I was, what I'm about to say. Yes. I've put serious thought into this one. This is my favorite movie of the year, my most anticipated movie of the year, and I came out of that movie with just a shit-eating grin. That's awesome. I absolutely love this movie. I think it's uh, it's one of those movies that, in my opinion – fall into that category of being the rare movie that is able to be better than the original. We're talking Empire Strikes Back. We're talking Godfather 2, that kind of shit. This movie falls into that category for me. That's dope. It's not to say that I didn't like Quiet Place. I thought it was uh, one of the most original and like suspenseful thrillers that I'd seen in a quite a long time. And the way that, that, that John Krasinski set that up, set this movie apart from lots of other movies. You know what I mean? And that's why yes. when I found out that A Quiet Place 2 was going down last year, I was ready. And then guess what? No one else was. So we had to wait up <laughs> until this point. But yeah. even with all of the hype behind this movie, for it to come out, dude, it's slain at the box office. For COVID times, it is slain. And Killing. it's just amazing. And so like, now let's talk about Krasinski for just a second, because maybe you probably won't share what I'm about to say, but I, you were kind of like floating around that area. I do believe he is the next one, like you're saying, but dude, I think he might be the new master of suspense and horror right now because this isn't really a horror movie. It does have horror elements to it. You know, there's some very horrific, like if I'm in that situation, that shit's horrific, but you know, it's not truly a horror movie. I guess it's more of a science fiction thriller kind of a thing for me, Yeah. but there were times in this movie where I wasn't breathing while I was watching it. I went to this movie by myself and the way it was set up is I had like a space, two, two seats in between 
me and then like this couple. Yeah. And I had to consciously make an effort. not, And I never do this in movies. Consciously make an effort to not speak at the movie when shit was going down. There was a scene that I won't get into uh, outside of just saying that it involves a bear trap. Okay. Dude. And when that shit happened, I audibly was like, oh, damn. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like too loud. Kind of. I, <laughs> I had to like, like, like rein it in. Cause I'm like, I'm by yeah. myself. They're going to think I'm a freaking weirdo or something like that. It's, um, there are times in this movie where it's just, I mean, I'm white knuckling the seats. Like it's just, I don't recall being in a movie that gave me that much suspense. And since I don't know when I That's am awesome. absolutely fucking in love with this movie. I think everyone in the cast is fantastic, including Killian Murphy who kills it in this one. Like they just bring him back in. And this is where I'm going to disagree with you in the fact of saying that I, I think that they need a trilogy with this. Wow. And I'll go as far to say that not only do they need a trilogy with this, I think that they should do some kind of expansion. But first of all, the trilogy is already written. The third one's already written right now. So they need to get on it because like this kid, you know, like, like Noah Jupe who plays Marcus in the show, like in the show, he was a little kid in, in a goddamn. Yeah. I'm so sorry. In a quiet place. He was yeah. a little kid. Now this kid's all feet and dick. He's like 14 years old. You know what I mean? Big old kid yeah. with a beard and shit like that. So they don't have a lot of time with this one. So they should definitely get working on it soon, but it's already written and it's going to happen for sure. What I want to see is a removal from the, this actual trilogy. And I want them to do something on like, say Hulu or something like that, where it's like a quiet place presents. And it's just like, what else is going on in the world? Ah, that would be interesting. I could totally be into that. I think they need this trilogy because it's like, it's just not done to me. I mean, there are things in this movie that maybe you can answer this question for me since it's a spoiler. So Killian Murphy is basically the good guy. He steps into the role as Lee Abbott or not as Lee Abbott, but he's basically like the father figure in this one. But he's got this past, right? Like his family, he, they kind of knew them through a baseball team and stuff, but they weren't like really close or anything, but they were like neighbors and, you know, and they knew them from games and stuff like that. Well, he finds his way back into their lives and uh, Millicent Simmons, who's uh, Reagan in the show, she takes off because she, you know, if you watch the first one, she has this little little kill switch device thing she made where she can actually stop them in their tracks and then take them out. The aliens is what I'm speaking about. She feels that she can do this and she can actually save, I don't know about the world, but at least them. So she takes off on this trek to find this, this radio tower where she can use this device that she uses with her, uh, with her, a hearing night, hearing aid Mm -hmm. rather. Sorry, I'm stammering and take them out. That's her goal. Right. But shit happens along the way. And, uh, Evelyn Abbott played by Emily Blunt says, look, this guy's the Emmett Killian Murphy. Please go find my daughter. So he plays like the good guy in this thing, right? Yes. But there's one part that they just like touched on. And I don't know if I missed something, but to me, there's more story to tell because while Marcus, the kid played by Noah Jupe is at this uh, safe house, if you will, he stumbles upon the dead body of Emmett's wife. Mm -hmm. It was all like mummified and shit. And now I can understand grief. But to me, it just seems like, oh, this is like foreshadowing for something later. Did you get that at all? Or like, oh, shit, he's crazy. He's going to go. Something's going to happen. No, I just thought that she passed away because she was sick. And there's no way that he could bury him without making noise. We'll see. OK, that's another way of looking at it, too. And that's probably but, the truth. That's yeah, actually I can't very... dig. And with a shovel, there's it, it's they're going to hear that. They're yeah, like, what the crap is that? Well, he could have lit her on fire or something. I just feel like they're. I just feel like they showed us that for a reason. Okay. And maybe, maybe not. I think the trilogy will obviously like illustrate if they did have something set with that, it's going to come up in the trilogy or in the, uh, the uh, sequel rather. But 
dude, I, I'm so excited about this movie. And I think that the uh, scene stiller in this movie goes to Millicent Simmons, dude. She's Absolutely. fantastic in this movie. Absolutely. She takes the place of her father in it. And, you know, she they mentioned that, too. It's like, you know, I, I'm more like him. So I need to do this because this is what he would want. And she's just so goddamn brave in this one, you know, oh, and dude. she's and uh, yeah. she finds herself in some pretty hairy situations sometimes where, you know, luckily there was help for her. But the actor herself, Millicent Simmons, this is the only thing I've ever seen her in outside of the original. And it proves to me that we will be seeing her in other things, too. Like, she's just not there because the movie's called A Quiet Place and they needed like a deaf kid. Like, no, she is the real deal. The way that she's able to convey everything that's going on in that by saying nothing outside of a couple of whispers and using, you know, sign language. It's brilliant, dude. Noah Jupe, fantastic. That is some serious acting that kid did. And uh, fantastic. You know what I'm talking about. Like I said, spoilers, but I don't want to blow everything for you. You know what I mean? Like I'll say some things, and but now that I'm talking about it, like I don't really necessarily want to spoil it because this is one of those movies where you really need to get that that full experience. But if yeah. you've seen it, I'm trying to put it in a way to where I'm not ruining anything for anybody. But um, the scene that I'm talking about with with uh, Noah Jupe, where he gets himself into a like he was good and then he wasn't situation. Oh, dude, <laughs> dude. I mean, that's. Come on, dude. I felt that shit. For me, his his scene stiller was when he was begging someone not to do something. Yeah. I was like, was good oh, too. she's doing... Because there's no words being exchanged. He's using sign language. And I'm like, this is acting. These kids are actors. It was fantastic. The scene that got me outside of the first initial, like, ouch scene was the scene in the vault. Because they have this oh, vault yeah. that you can... It's like soundproof mm-hmm. that uh, Emmett gives to them or, or lets them use. Close it off. You put a towel there so it doesn't lock itself. And then you have five minutes of oxygen. And there's the scene where it's him and his little, the baby. I don't know if it's a girl or a boy, but um, they get into this, this vault and something happens. And that was another high intense, like, like the intensity of the, of the, uh, I guess it's just anxiety that I was feeling with this one. You know what I mean? Like I was just oh, tense yeah. the entire time. I, like I said, I was literally the kind of gripping the seat and my heart was racing and stuff like that. This is where John Krasinski shines. And I, who knew that he was going to be this good? I, I didn't. I mean, I just pictured him as Jim Halpert. Absolutely. And quite honestly, I wasn't really into. Um, oh, God. See, I can't even remember the name of the show that was on Amazon. The Office. No, 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 no. His. uh his Amazon show where he's like for the FBI. Oh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Yeah. I mean, it, I wasn't, it was okay. I don't think he was bad in it. It's just, it wasn't my cup of tea, okay. but he shines behind the camera. He's so good. You know dude. what I mean? Like he's just got this eye and this, this sense of timing and a way to, I just, like I said, I just haven't ever had this much like emotion in a movie where I'm like so tense that I just like, I'm not breathing since I don't know when. And he's, I, I think it, this has a lot to say with the directors he's been around from the office to Jack Ryan. He's been around really to George Clooney. You know, he's been surrounded yeah. from his whole career by really good directors. And it just, it almost just established a, an amazing director. Yeah. That makes him like a sponge then. Cause he just took all of dude, that and made dude. his own thing. And absolutely. I mean, I look forward to seeing what he did. Now I'm, I'm hoping that he does more of this, but. Like you said, you know, you you don't want him to, or you don't think he's going to do anymore. I could see him going down that path because I think he's capable of multiple other types of genres and things like that. That said, if he stayed in this or at least came back to horror, science fiction, you know, thriller kind of stuff, that might be his bag. I don't oh, know yet because it's all oh, I've really dude. seen. For me, I, I, I could imagine this guy 
doing like a an, a war saving private Ryan. Like I would love to not that movie, but I would love to see an like a dead on action movie directed by Krasinski. Straight up action. Like if he said, I'm going to take on Predator, I'd be like, oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> Let me just ruin the movie for you. He's going to do it right. No question. Something like that is right up John Krasinski's alley. Actually rejuvenating. But I would love to see him just write and direct something totally new that we have not seen before. That's what I was just about to say. Like, yeah, and that I'm not like there's any news of a new Predator. I know you were just making an example. Yeah. But like, okay, I would I wouldn't be opposed to that. But I have a feeling he's going to stick with original stuff, dude. I wouldn't because be because he's that good. And, you know? But I know he's back to Jack Ryan fairly soon here. I think. Yeah, but he's not directing that, is he? No, that's he's what I'm saying. I think I'm, I'm worrying. It doesn't worry me because you can do two things at once. But I'm like, I sure hope he's not like, I'm shooting for five months. I'm like, well, he's not directing something for five months. You know, he's on because I know he still wants to act. Yeah. So, um, you know, for like with Guillermo del Toro, Spielberg, all these guys. Um, that's what they do. That's it. They don't be like, and I need to get behind the camera. No, that's not. He. So it's going to be interesting seeing what his career does when he wants to be in front and behind the camera. And so I'm interested. I can't wait to see what happens though. He's also said he's down for an, an office reunion. No, that I'd watch to this Even day. Those he's are the like, things that, yeah, those are the things that I would watch but I'm not expecting a lot from it, but I'm there. Absolutely. You know, much like the friends thing. It's it, it, just like friends. It would be cool, but again, if they had to make me choose, I'd be like, I want to see what he does alone. Show me a Krasins- another Krasinski movie. Agreed. Absolutely. So, and I think he's totally capable of that. You know? Oh no question. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a rating. Okay. Huh. Huh. I'm thinking. Why don't you rate it first? I'm thinking. Well, I will say one more thing though: is that uh, the cold open in this movie is probably one of the best cold opens I've ever seen in a movie. Yes. I like hands down. Yes. If there was any doubt when I sat down and that movie started that this, if there was any doubt that this movie wasn't going to do what it was, you know what I mean? Like what I was expecting it to, yes. it went away immediately. As soon as the movie yes. started, I'm like, Oh shit, here we go. And it, I think they did just enough of back reference past backstory. You know, the, uh, the uh, day one kind of stuff. That's all they needed. We don't really need more than that. But what would be cool would be like if they dropped a little bit more into the next one. You know what I'm saying? Just yes. a little bit, just to kind of further the story along. Maybe we, that's how we get a little more Krasinski in this, which I think is probably what they're going to end up doing. And probably the only reason that they did this cold open was to get a little Krasinski into it. Yes, so, I agree. You know, um, yeah, bring it on, man. I, I loved it so much. I just fucking love this movie. Uh, okay, so we've got fantastic acting. We have a, an amazing story. We're talking the best movie that I have personally seen this year. Most anticipated movie, a, a rising star with uh, Millicent. Oh, God. I've been thinking about it a lot this week. I'm going to say it, bro. <laughs> I'm going to give it a... You know what? Hold on. Before I do, we have to talk about one thing. This okay. will sway me. I think we have to talk about this because we both mentioned Jimin Hansu. Uh-huh. Let's talk about that real quick before we before I get my rating. Yes. What was your... I think I know, but go ahead and explain what your problem was with this. Okay. So in horror movies, there is a trope that we all know, the expendable Negro. He gets killed for like sometimes the first person to get killed. And sometimes they just introduce a black dude to get killed. And that's what happened. This in was this the case. Movie. This was the like to the point that he even changed his personality. He was like a different person all of a sudden. Like, uh, why is he acting? 
acting like that suddenly? Scared and weird and, oh, and so it almost justified him being killed. I'm like, why is he going to do this plan he all of a sudden clicked in his head? And so that I did not like. And I'm almost wondering if it's just to give him the benefit of the doubt. Is it just almost ingrained in his brain to do that because he's seen so many horror movies? Or did did Jamon only have one day to shoot? I thought <laughs> I about that know. too. Or maybe he just wanted to be in the movie. I've thought that about be, that too. Because he's a, the thing is, this guest star... It's a guest star. His name is Man on Island. That see, and this is Jim and Hunt's meaning he wanted to be because he's a big name. Yeah, he could get normal roles. He show there's no way that he was like I got to get what I can get. No, no, no. Jim and Hunt's is like a legit. He literally because his name was even in um, like early in the credits at the end with Jim and Hunt's. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. He wanted to be in this movie. That's what I'm thinking because I was just like, okay. I understand the trope that you're talking about, and you're totally accurate when it comes to that, right? I'm totally it's like what? the trope that you were talking about, where it's you said just I'm totally like accurate, accurate. Sorry, my friend. Oh, sorry, goodness, yeah. crazy. I don't know what you're talking. about. I'm sorry. You should correct my grammar often, and yeah. you just did, and I'm right. Accurate. I apologize. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, okay, he was. He's in this movie. This is a spoiler, but he's in this movie for like. 10 minutes tops? Yeah, 10 minutes tops. And here's the point with this. Yes, it's Jimin Hansu, but it didn't need to be. Exactly. It didn't need to be. And it didn't need to be a black guy for that matter. No. It just could have been a regular person. You know, I mean, I I don't know. It confused me as much as it confused you because it's like, why would you go this hard with the character and then suddenly just give it up all of a sudden? And then such an unceremonious death. Yeah, it was just, yeah, exactly. Like it was just, oh, and now he's dead. And then that was it. But it was like, they, they're on to something. They're like at the path of glory. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's gonna, what needs to happen. And granted, shit happens when, when stuff like this goes down, I assume, because I've never been invaded by an alien, uh, you know, species Dude, or anything when I like saw that. that boat, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, but okay, are we to, okay, a little spoiler coming sure. up. Fast forward a, a minute. Yeah, this is spoilers. Let's go for it. Are we to assume that one hitched a ride on that boat and the boat randomly drifted there? Okay, so we're ta- now we're talking about the little tiny gripes, okay? So this is one of those things where I had to just go, okay, I get it. The story has to go forward. But <laughs> I was to, yeah, we are to, we're, we are to assume that, because there was two boats. Yes. One of them got annihilated, right? Yes. And then the other boat is when that thing jumped onto it, and then people jumped The other off. one drowned. Right, the other one drowned. And I thought it was going to try and save it, what I thought would have been kind of a cool thing. And it drifted exactly to that's that my island? yeah. We have to we just have to let it go and assume that the the path and the current, <laughs> the wind was just right to where this thing could get to the said island where it's like see this island they go to is where these people. That's what's going on with this movie. The island they go to, it's like a safe haven for people that mm-hmm. have all found each other because someone found this island right at the at the jump, like right when everything popped off. They learned quickly, and this is established in the in the original too, that they can't swim. So they go to this island thinking, okay, we're safe. They can't get over to us, right? So, but then there's this part that happens where they they find this boat and they meet some really interesting characters, which I really wish they would have spent more time with that, to be honest with you. I would have taken a little bit more of that because the movie's only like an hour and 36 minutes long. I would have had no problem with another 15 minutes of dealing with these like feral 
backwoods inbred looking kind of people. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like apocalypse changes you a bunch. Now we're a year and a half, year and a half into this apocalypse. That's quite a change, but we yes. don't know what they were like in the first place. You know, <laughs> so there's douches it, everywhere. Yeah, but no, but these people look like, you know, Uncle Grandpa. Yeah, like like wrong turn type. Yeah. Get off me, Paul. You're crushing my cigarettes. You know, that kind of shit. Yes. And there's something's wrong with their faces. Yeah. Like they have inbred. some sort of disease going on. Something. Yeah, I don't know. Something it's not a that good That I imagine scene. he's going to expound on if there's another one. Yeah, there's not a good. That should. They really should because like they, they need to get back to a little more of that like. Those feral people. How did yeah. they get this way? You know, because it kind of goes that with any kind of like Walking Dead or any of those kind of series. When you have a post-apocalyptic situation, people go fucking nuts. Rules change. Rules get thrown out. Totally. And, and it's all every man for themselves. But these particular yes. group of people look like they had been uh, keeping it in the family. You know what I mean? Incest. The game the whole family can play. That's what yeah. they were doing. So anyway, yeah. To get back to the boat, though, they... Yeah, we just have to assume, dude. We just have to assume That's fair. That, that it's just like, a was it a channel? You know what I mean? Like, is there only one way for it to go? Mm. But here's the thing that really was like, I had to just go, okay, I'm going to forgive it. This movie is so goddamn good, I'm just going to forgive it. It was literally overnight. Mm-hmm. This boat, it, like, it just, it just, just happened. I don't understand it. Like, yeah. I mean, the alien doesn't have any type of uh, navigational skills, I imagine. And of all it's the blind. boats that have ever gone over there. That one is the one that, and I just have to be like suspension of disbelief. Yeah, just you have it to because I mean, anytime you get to, I mean, we're already being asked a lot anyway because of the premise of it. But yes, that's probably the one foul I'll give this movie. Yes, it was just that, and then and then the Zeman Hansu thing, which maybe there's an explanation for. Maybe, like I said, or you said, we both said he just wanted to be in the movie. That's a hey, what are you up to, John? Not much, Zeman. How you been? Oh, I've just been. You know, kicking it. You know what I mean? Hey, what you up to? Oh, I'm making a quiet place too. Really? I like that I movie. Be, I want to have a part. Well, I hope someone asked John. I hope someone that just has the g- guts. It's like, okay, dude. Ooh, spoiler alert. Jemon Hunsu. What the hell? And maybe he'll be like, oh, he just only had a day to shoot. Maybe. I don't know. And here's what I will say also. The plus side of this movie that made me feel better. If I was in the movie and it was real. As soon as they drowned, considering the planet that they're on, I'd be like, we're in good situation. Most of our planet is water. <laughs> but not everyone knows this yet. Ah. Uh, because we're really only, we're, it's all central to this little area. We have no idea what's going on beyond in the, rest the borders of, the of this. Yeah, that the the city world. knows because they all rush to boats. Create, create, accurate. I was trying to say accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Create, I'm create, like, okay. same thing. All right, yeah, but yeah. Uh, they all knew, and I'm, I'm so interested in. Uh, I now that you say that, mm-hmm. I do want. It would be cool to do a quiet place. No uh, trailers really for it, like little hints of trailers, and they just start in a whole different city, whole different place where it's a brand new group of characters. Yeah, and how they at. deal with it. That would be great. We're not done, dude. We need to have like a spin-off series. I don't movie, maybe. I'm thinking more series. I think it would be better because you can spend more time with it and you can develop it over oh, time. Dude. I was it's having a conversation with yes. Brian and Paul Hart about this the other oh, day. Oh, that's right. You're on that podcast. Yeah, I did uh, his Patreon episode. Yeah. The top 20 cool, toys. Cool. That was fun as hell, by the way. But um we were, you know, we were kind of all in the same boat about that. that. Yeah. It should happen, and I really, really hope it does. And I just think it would be like the, even if it's just like John Krasinski produced. But they yes. can still, because you know, like when you go from like a movie 
and then you start doing a series about it, you're going to lose some quality in it. Some, yes. somewhat. You know what I mean? Like, like let's just take, um, it's freaking fantastic, but The Mandalorian does look like a television show. You know what I mean? Kind of. I mean, it's very well done. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying there is a difference from the movie. There's a, there's a monetary difference, I believe. Yeah. I think the budget is just much bigger for a movie versus a television series. I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to go and say that the budget for The Mandalorian, what if, oh, Disney wouldn't do it because they don't do rated R. Dang it! They could do a great show for a quiet place well, because you see what they they're got doing money with Marvel dude. and yeah you see what they're doing with Marvel and I'm I wasn't knocking the Mandalorian by any means I'm just saying it to me it looked like a television show versus a movie and that's okay because that's what it is it's exactly what it's supposed to be I don't mind that I think that they could uh they probably I don't know though man because if they're doing those monsters that's a lot of money with all that CGI yeah but Mandalorian the, the budget for their show was insane yeah and they also had to create new technology and everything maybe yeah, that was, dude. okay let's just take Mandalorian out of it it really wasn't anything I was just grab I was let's say Jack grasping. Ryan sure why yeah. not I was grasping for a series is truly what I was doing but I'm just in my opinion I think it's somewhat noticeable and I can even say okay listen Falcon and the Winter Soldier WandaVision super well produced completely awesome and yes you could just throw them into a movie that could be that could be a movie itself that said if you look close sometimes the cgi is a little off but that's not to say that it's not that way in the regular movies either if we look at like uh age of ultron there are some oh, gar- there's some trash yeah there's CGI some interesting there. ones there yeah so i, I mean, don't know look maybe, at, uh, maybe it'll look the same look at a uh, batman vs superman the mustache or uh, you know i mean there's there's some iffy parts there too I think it's just it's all a matter of the brain behind it and what they're going to allow. But also, I I don't know if you got the memo, but uh, John Krasinski's on an, an, a quote unquote streaming service. Uh, Jack with Jack Ryan. And I don't know. I heard that his boss has a lot of cash on hand. That he this is just, true. And so if he go he'd be like, you know, I have an expensive show idea. And Bezos already sees how much money he made in the theater. He'd be like, um, I'm going to leave a blank check. Just fill it out when you're done. That would be a perfect place for it. Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, done. You know, because like we were talking about that the other day. Briefly, I asked you, like, what do you think the top two streaming services are? And I was talking about how I was really liking HBO Max. And you asked, yeah. me, what's the other one? And I said, Netflix. Be- just because it's already so established. But I think if you give Prime enough time, they may end up evening out a little bit. Because all of their, I mean, look, dude, we got the boys. We got uh, they just bought. He just Uncle bought Frank, MGM. Dude. MGM. I was just about to say the MGM acquisition. It's over, dude. It's yeah. they're taking over the world in a yeah. minute. Now, not like Disney. No. Disney is just a behemoth, but for one man, run for the Bezos, money, dude. Bezos is not going. They're talking about him being the first trillionaire. That makes him more dangerous than Disney. He has a trillion dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. So he'll be able to, I think he can fund a Quiet Place show. I think he could do it with the money that he has in his glove compartment. I haven't done any, if there's any kind of like literature out there on that, or you've, someone's read an article, I, like I said, you know, we do know that it's established that the uh, sequel is pretty much ready to go. But if there's any other talk of like a spinoff series or anything like that, I mean, I'm just speculating. I have no idea about it. If you know something, please let me know. Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter or whatever. But um, I think it's going to happen, dude. I wouldn't be. I'll, I'll give John a call. Do it. You okay. know, bring him on the no, show. No if he wants to come I mean, on. Or Pam. <laughs> Pam. Oh, Pam. Goodness. 
Oh, we're talking a quiet place, Steve. I know, but when you think, I got it. Think- I got the joke. I know where you're coming from. <laughs> they all can't be good jokes. I do those all the time. We're hey, okay. hey. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, you didn't get. Okay, what is it? Did, did you? What? What was your? Yeah. You? You? Go. What I is was it? Uh, teetering all week long between a four and a half and a five. <laughs> okay. And I've decided that I was going to go with a five today, right? Uh-huh. But after we just talked about the whole Jim and Hansu thing, and just. What else? I mean, really, what else was there? The only uh, the, was boat. the other, the boat. Yeah, but I mean, like every movie has a suspension every, of disbelief. Exactly, every movie has this thing where you just have you to. You can't get hold it. that to. I am not no. mad at the boat. No, and quite honestly, the the the, the Zeman Hansu thing is just more of a puzzler to me. Yes. So I'm not necessarily mad at it. I would have loved yeah. to have seen him more in the movie because he's such a strong actor, and I would have loved to have seen some action shit with him Absolutely. outside of what we got because that I don't really think that's much action. Um, you know, that's a loss right there. So I'm yeah. going to go ahead and split the diffy, Steve, and I'm going to go 4.75 out of 5 for Quiet Place 2. I loved it. It's my favorite movie of the year so far. That's not uh, hyperbole. It's the only movie this year that has had me on the edge of my seat in a theater or not. And I came out with just the biggest grin on my face, and I'll plan on seeing this movie over and over again. I loved it. It's 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 one of my favorite modern series right now. 4.75 out of 5. Oh, sorry. 4.75 4. out of 5 bear traps. I love it. Um, I'm going to give this movie a strew, a strong, I don't like decimals. I really don't. <laughs> you don't have to. I do though. Cause it's right there. That's the, the cause what struck you're going to say 3.75, aren't you? Exactly that. Okay. I was going to say, I'm going to give it a 3.75 out of five oxygenated babies your ratings are i think both of our ratings are pretty puzzling when we go on other shows and stuff like that but i do i'm trying to think of the last four you gave four is one point from five i understand that but what's the last four you gave oh dude i don't know you know i uh i mean it's totally your opinion i respect it i respect it you are a tough customer when it comes to rating movies yeah, I keep it low just because as we get closer to five, five for me is perfection. I'm telling you right now, I think this is a damn near perfect movie. It's straight a great, up. Dude, it's a really good, like for my, my rating, that's a good, good for, cause average for me is 2.5. That's an average movie. When I walked out of the theater and I, this is what I knew. I was like, okay, calm down, calm down, buddy. You can't go into end game territory yet, but. I will say that I hadn't been excited that excited in a movie for you know what I'm saying like yes I hadn't been that pumped to go see something and come out that happy probably since Endgame so I'm like okay but I'm like nah that's just there's just too much of a phenomenon behind that one dude there's so much there's too many working parts with that one you know what I mean so I had to drop it down a little bit but I feel very confident in my 4.75 rating fantastic movie but remember Endgame is over five yeah anything that's better than five right yeah that's Endgame which no I don't see. see Yeah, I don't, it's not going to happen because unless we're like, ladies and gentlemen, we're announcing the first out of 15 years of movies. I'll be like, maybe that 15th is going to be an end game. Well, I'm going to be real with you about takes. See, but here's the thing about, here's the thing about end game is that, and this is just my opinion. There's so much that's been built up to that point. Yes. And so much like character building and there's all these different stories and you know, you've, you've come to fall in love with these characters over the course of like a decade, right? Mm-hmm. So you take all of that, then you take the fact that, oh, shit, 
So all the stuff that they're talking about this movie in this movie, and they could, yes. this could be any Marvel movie, comes from this movie. Uh-huh. And this guy who showed up in this one is now in this. He's Dude. like the big. That's the kind of. That's why I put that one on such a high level. Yeah. And why we kind of gave, and personally, why we gave it the own its own rating. Because it's like, it's not just a good movie. There's just so many working parts with that. Now, if you were to take that movie and just without anything else, let's just say we're just meeting the the, the Avengers for the first time and all the cast of MCU for the first time and we have this movie, the sequel. I don't know if I would go as high. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Yeah. It's just that you have to give, and that's what yes. we spent a good amount of time doing when we reviewed that movie is giving it so much props to how it, how we got there. Well, I think I'd also give the first, I would give, I think the first Iron Man at the time would have been a five for me. The first Iron Man. I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah. That would have been without any background, mm-hmm. but you know what? That's not fair. Cause even with zero background, I still knew who Iron Man was. Quiet Place has none of that except for the second one. Right. Iron Man had at least, if someone would have, before the movie, they're like, do you know what Iron Man? I was like, well, yeah, I had the toys and all that yeah. stuff. And also, we had Favreau with the amazing Comic-Con trailer, where all of us were like, oh, my God, you know, that whole thing. But, quite, man, I think, here's what I would say. I'm going to call it now, uh, market, Dan. Dan, mm-hmm. uh, John Krasinski is going to uh, shoot a Steve Five. He is going to direct a Five for me. I'm calling it now. No question. Uh, no, I mean I'm not I'm not gonna disagree with you. If he's doing this Exactly. First first two like, times out. Like, I don't know if you know, let me just show you what I let me just open up my folder real quick. This is what this is the kind of work I do. This is the first thing he puts out and he fucking knocks it out of the park. It's and then, in my opinion, tops himself on the second round. So yeah, I have no I have no doubt that he's gonna do this. You like, know what I mean? It, yeah, I can't my only issue is the fact that he wants to be an actor too. So we're going to get movies from him far and few between. We'll see. He loves acting, dude. I'm sure he does, but we'll see. Because, you know, at some point, I think that they make that choice. And he's a young guy. What is he? Uh, he's probably 35. in his 30s still, right? Yeah, yeah 35. And maybe Blunt, I would even, 35. Maybe he's, he might be, a, let me see, John Krasinski's age. I call him Johnny Kras. Jay Krizzle? Jay Krizzle. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, thirty-eight. I'm going thirty-eight. I'm just guessing. Is that what you're going for? Because you guessing. got you. You were close with Emily Blunt when you did it. I'm going thirty-eight. Okay. John Krasinski is forty-one. Really? Okay. All right. I did not see that coming. Look at this guy with the jeans. The good jeans over here. I did not see that coming. Oh, baby face guy. How tall do you think John Krasinski is? I'm thinking he's like six one. Six three. Six three. He does seem like a tall drink of water, actually. He really does. I, I think that that's a... He's going to be great, mind you. What, why is this there? Okay, I'm sorry. I have to look. Um. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's in the bag. But they don't know when it's going to come out. No, but... I mean, like I said, <sighs> in all seriousness, they can't take too much time with this. If, because if they're going back to back... We already understand, okay, you you physically cannot keep kids from growing for a movie, right? Yes. But it was very noticeable in this one. So Noah Jupe is going to have like a full beard and kids if they don't hurry. Um, And if you want to, you don't have to. But on June, this weekend, streaming to theaters 
is a live Q&A with Edgar Wright with John Krasinski. Huh. You know what? I, I'm sure this is happening somewhere, but I don't think I've seen it in, in this town anyway. Why are they not doing a double feature? Oh, yeah. They don't do that anymore. What the hell? That's a perfect double feature. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Right. He's the night at the movies right there. One and two. Well, here, it's three what, hours of, of movie time, dude. It's not they even did play movie. all the, the, remember they did do all the Marvel movies here when mm-hmm. Endgame was coming out? Yeah. I, but that's it, dude. I'm sure Regal or AMC or somebody has done it as a little engagement thing. I just think it would be really cool if they did that. Because I would personally, you know, there's a lot of, like, I'm just taking our town alone. There are a lot of individual theaters, right? Individual yeah, little cin- cinema theaters. Not the actual whole place, but like the individual, you know, they have like 10 theaters per movie place. So why not just book one of those out and just run this a, a quiet place, double feature all day long? I would be there for sure. Game over. I would Pretty be game. there with bells on. Game over. Bells and everything, man. Fantastic. Speaking of Bell, yeah. uh, sorry, I couldn't help out, Bell. I apologize. I really tried to get the whole Alanis Morissette thing going. Steve, sorry, I lost my temper with you, bud. I was just I was like so frustrated with your launch, <laughs> with your with your dismiss. It <laughs> being so bo- dismissive. Yeah. I think as time went on, I was like, oh, it's really bothering me. Like at first, you, you don't like you never know. You your temper loss is so like uh, chill that I was like, oh, because well, I, I wouldn't like, say I was mad at you. It was just yeah. like it was like. You're dismissing you're dismissing this on 30 seconds of audio. Mm-hmm. No, but remember, I told you I had heard them before. I had heard them before. I just didn't like them. It wasn't my thing because obviously when you have a group of friends that are not just um, your normal group of friends, they play different music and it's like, oh, this is my, not my thing. Hmm. Which is fine. That's fine. It's totally they fine. They didn't like my music. It's No, it's fine. It's a, I just think that uh, as someone right now that is trying to open their minds up to new philosophies and, and new ways of thinking and new attitudes in general – it might be good to like open up that other part too and see what else is out there. Well, I did. That's why I got into the Ramones. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. You're into the Ramones. No, no, I'm listening to the Ramones. I'm going to tell you something about the Ramones. This is just my opinion. Uh Oh, I think the Ramones fucking suck. (laughs) I hate Christ. (laughs) You're going to get some uh, text message or maybe, you know what? Maybe all the listeners hate them too. I, I just I I don't hate them. That's a very strong word. Did I say that I hate? I think I did. You said they time. suck. They they suck. And if I did say I hate, it was just like I was just making a point. I don't hate anything, but like I just do not get the Ramones. I get it. Okay. Blitzkrieg, Bop, Rock and Roll High School. Uh, uh, was it Tina is a punk rocker? I, get I don't it, like that song. That's the but song I, I, I like. just think that movie that it's just weak. It's weak shit. I don't understand how they got as far as they did. And Joey I, well, Ramone here, is a garbage singer. I don't give a shit what you say. That I thought he sucks. had a speech impediment. I think he just had a really heavy uh, New York accent. That's what it was. But it, yeah. it, that's a heavy, yeah. heavy accent. Dude. Hey, if he was the most wonderful guy in the world, fantastic. I'm just saying I cannot stand the Ramones. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. Well, here's what I will and say. And he even had a song written about him, man. That's how much people love this guy. There's a, there's a band called uh, Concrete Blonde. Have you heard of them? I haven't heard of them. Uh, Jeanette Napolitano is the singer of that band, and she used to go out with Joey Ramone. And was that were, her real name? Jeanette Napol- Napolitano? Yeah, I would say so. Because we had a, we had a, um, we have a Supreme Court justice named Janet Napolitano. Well, this is Jeanette, though. I know, so, but I'm just like, is that her real name? 
so Janet's that's crazy. Pie, yeah, Janet's or maybe it's the <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I know. <laughs> Same person. Oh, uh, but anyway, she sung a song about him. Uh, yeah, she called it Joey. It's like one of their more favorite. It's like a love song. I think he may have broken her heart. Hey, that's what the Ramones do. <laughs> wow. Yes, oh, man. <laughs> but here's what I'll say. I think uh, the Ramones, when I listen to them, mind mm. you, I just did it because I was like, uh, roll the dice of a group I've never listened to in depth. And I said the Ramones. And I wanted to change my mind immediately. But I'm like, that's what hit my brain. So I'm listening to the Ramones. And I will say, I'm like, they kind of sound like this. But then when I look at the year, I'm like, or maybe those people sound like them. Because it reminded me of, of other people. No, And I think they get a lot of that initial fame. Again, I'm not a Ramones fan. So someone's like, shut up, Dan. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But I personally think that they get that initial fame because of the time that they came out. It was a movement. And they were part of that movement. But there are just so many other bands that are better <laughs> than them. And I don't understand love for them. But hey. Opinions, man. What are you gonna hey, do? And people love the Doors, and I, I can't get into them either. I like the Doors, but I'm not like a super Doors fan. So you, you know like the mean? Doors more than the Ramones? Oh yeah, big time. Fair big enough. Time. Fair enough. Big time. Fair but enough. Jim Morrison was a douche. I just went through this whole. I think that was a part of my growing up, though. Like those, you know what I mean? Like songs that are just sort of Absolutely. beaten to your head over time. Mm-hmm. And I used to hang out with this dude named Shane, and his dad was like the massive Doors fan. So I'm hearing ah. about the Doors in the sixth grade. I have no idea. Fifth grade. I remember I, I first found about the doors in the fifth grade. I had no idea what they were. I tried listening. I didn't like it. But just the more you're around it, it just kind of got it in my head. And I, I like the songs and I usually won't change them. But there are those times where I'm listening to the songs. I'm like, oh, God, Jim Morrison, shut the hell up. Because he was really overrated. <laughs> like Super it, overrated. Yeah, dude. I, I would say like my next group is the, are the Stones. Because I when I was like, oh, I already know this. No, Steve, you know, three songs, maybe. And I just listened to Angie because I thought it was funny that Thavon has a, I was like, hey, hey, Angie. But um, uh, I'm going to action because people are like, one person, not a lot of people I know, one person was like, there were geniuses. I'm like, just because you said that, I am going to listen and see if they were, in fact, geniuses. Fair enough. I'm going to put them on a genius tip and see if they were. You never got back to me on Pink Floyd. Ow, never mind. Skip them. I'm going Pink Floyd next. I was gonna say, I was Why didn't little, I do that from I was instant? a little hurt. I was a little No, offended. but Pink Floyd, I, I think I'm going <laughs> to, I have a feeling I'm going to like them more than the Ramones, but I think it's a, it's got a good that I started with the Ramones. I mind you, I like, I want to be sedated a lot. I like it more than I should like it. And I'm sure most people hate the song. It's, you know what it is about that song? It's fine, but it's like, that is a song that you're going to, I think it's popular because it's good. It fits into movies and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I just can't believe how early it was. Like, for how long ago they recorded that? Yeah. I'm like, wow. I'm not trying to take away from them. Just, I just don't think it holds up. But, hey, there are a lot of people that love the shit out of the Ramones out there. So I'm not trying to offend More power anybody. to them. I just, I like that song. You like I, trash, then you like trash. You like That bl- Blitzkrieg thing. I was just like, that sounds like if you put, po- like, punk rock into an AI and say, spit out this style of song. That would be the, I was like, oh, this is a run of, but this may, uh, I want to be sedated to sound like, oh no, this is really original. And maybe I'm just saying that because everyone else took their style and now do that. I don't know. I have no idea yet. I will never take the credit away though for coming up with a, hey, oh, let's go. Had that's, no idea that no, was from that song. That's so classic. I, again, I like the song. I just think that they're an incredibly overrated band. Now I will say, do you think that, oh no, I got to look at the year. I don't know. Um, 
I got to look at the years because that 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 also reminds. But anyway, I got to get out of here, man. My bad. Yeah, me too. It's time right. to go to work early today. People, I love you so very much. Enjoy your day. And the next voice you're going to be hearing is the accurate Dan. Peace out. That is I, Dan Ramirez, signing off this week, ladies and gentlemen. Slightly frustrated, mostly confused, but I had a good time nonetheless. So I hope you have the same type of experience this week. Have, what I mean by that is a good time. Enjoy yourselves, people. Life is way too short. The world is open again. Avoid the douches and go out and have yourself an adventure. You know what I'm saying? For Steve Hudson, I am Dan Ramirez. We are the Heroes of Noise. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. Peace.